In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Spaces in between I wanna live a life like that 
What's up, my precious? It's me, Lisa Rinna. <laughs> my precious is Erica Jane. <laughs> I'm a little troll that lives in my garage with my Versace. <laughs> What's up, folks? <laughs> <laughs> what's up what's going on you guys it's me lisa Rita. um that just that that i'm gonna have to go to sleep for an hour after that much energy in the first part um you guys welcome to friday so bad it's good with ryan bailey fridays what we always do on fridays we do a solo recap of real housewives of beverly hills and folks i shit you not this might be the most important podcast of my life that's how important this case is, I, I call the show a case now. I call Real Housewives of Beverly Hills a case. That's how important this case has been. All uh, uh, 19 episodes so far of this case has been incredible. And this one uh, is the exact same. And I told you guys yesterday, if you listen to the pod during the week, um, and by the way, if you don't, come on, guys, just play it in the background. Like, I'll be like Justin Bieber when he asked little kids to stream his last album. Will you stream Yummy for me? And the kids are like, why are you calling me, Justin? Uh, but yeah, just play it in the back. Give me the numbers. Come on. But no, I was so proud of this week. Lala Kent, Sophie Ross, Sarah K. Runnels. If you didn't listen to the conversation I had with Sarah about dating apps, I think it is really super, super funny. I think you'll love that. Also, uh, Aliza Rosen. Uh, Micah Plath. I mean, this was just a real bouillabaisse of a week, and I was really proud of it. So I hope this is working. I think about this podcast so much, and this is, uh, you know, like, you know, like Erica Jane committed to trying to get money from um, older men. I have committed to trying to do this podcast, and I think it's, I think it's working. Today's National Podcast Day, and I got to tell you, those Watch What Crappens guys are just the nicest guys ever. They shouted me out. They shouted a couple podcasts out on their Instagram stories, and like, I almost teared up. Like, it's just like, to be that generous, like those guys are like the top of the mountain and, and, uh, it's just that, that means a lot. And you guys mean a lot. I'm going to get the sappy shit out of the way right now. Uh, and then we can get on to having good times and making fun of, uh, <laughs> uh guys, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Um, Erica Jane. Wow. Wasn't she on one last night? I was like, I'll have, I was the when Harry met Sally scene when Meg Ryan has the orgasm. I was watching Erica Jane during some of those scenes and I was like, I'll have what she's having. Like that is the exact space I want to be on this vacation with my parents where I just look unbothered and like, I want to have a great time. I, I want to have an even better time. You know, I'm Erica Jane. Like, she was so on something, folks. And I know, allegedly, I'm going to throw that in because that's her favorite word with Real Housewives. And that's the other thing. I call it a case, and I'll call it the Real Housewives of Allegedly Beverly Hills. I don't want to get us trapped in anything. I, I can't tell you if this is even Beverly Hills or not. I don't want to, to be liable for anything. This could be anywhere, but, you know, what I read on my TiVo is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, I am already shot out of a cannon, and I'm going to do so— 
Of course, I'm in Clearwater. Of course, I'm in Clearwater, Florida with my parents. And this is Thursday during the day. And and last night was hell, you guys. So I did the podcast. I was up to like two and I took notes on Beverly Hills. I took notes and the notes took me like, I shit you not, two and a half hours to take because there was so much dialogue and so much. Like when I started at the beginning of the season, the notes took like, like, like 45 minutes, like the show. But now every, there was so, you can make a meal out of any of these moments. Like I'm sitting there rewinding, trying to write the dialogue, looking at like each character in the scene. Like, oh, look at Sutton. She has, she made this face right here. Like it's becoming an obsession. And thank God, I was sad and happy to hear at the end of this episode that last week is the season finale of Real Housewives. Yeah, it's over, folks. It's almost over, except that we do have four parts of the reunion, so we're still a month and a half from it being over, pretty much. Because you'll know they'll they'll show a, like a never-before-seen, you know, like, um, oh my god, the uh, Untold Secrets episode's gonna be wild. What if Erica's like, I did it. I know everything that went down between those orphans and widows. I did it, everybody. Like, what if that was a cut scene? Like, never before seen. It's all just Erica going, I know where all the money is. I know where all the bodies are buried. Tom does not have dementia. I uh, I still live with him. That would be amazing. Um, okay, where where am I? Okay, yeah, so I'm in uh, Clearwater, Florida with my parents. And I couldn't fall. So... I get amped up doing these things, and I usually do it at the very end of the night, and my body, I think, is still on Los Angeles time, so it was, uh, you know, 2.30 here, and then I couldn't fall asleep till 4.30 in the morning, and that's just ridiculous, because then, once it started getting around 3.30, you know, when your body gets into a kind of a panic of, like, you're not asleep yet, you're not asleep yet, what's going on, Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, because then you're calculating the next day, like, okay, that means I can only get... Uh, four out, five hours of sleep. You're like really doing like complicated math. You're just like, uh, okay, subtract the one. Okay, that means I get five and a half hours of sleep. And then you're just watching the time pass. And you're just like, I am so screwed tomorrow. I am so, and you're like, oh, you're just with your parents. But you need a full, uh, you need a full night's sleep to deal with parents. You really do. That's not something you go in just willy nilly and tired. You can't trudge through the day. You need to be ready for a day with your parents. And um, hi, mom and dad, if you're listening, you're in the other room right now. Which, by the way, I had to warn them. I said, you, I'm down the hall from the living room area where they're at. And I said, you're going to hear a lot of noise. No matter what, do not check on me. I am okay. You're going to hear a lot of cackling. You're going to hear a lot of screaming. You're going to hear things that are going to potentially annoy you. But you just leave me alone. Like, it's going to sound like I'm going to turn into a werewolf. But you just leave me alone. I'm going to be safe. And I'll come out a couple hours later exhausted. And then we can go to dinner. And uh, and my mom was like, oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> How's your throat feeling, bud? Like, she just then wanted to get into a conversation about my health. Um, so... We're almost over with this show, and it's it is sad as as much as it's a happy time. But uh, I I really do think, and a lot of I, I've seen some people, I read a lot of the discourse, and I've seen a lot of people go, "Oh, I just can't take it this season. It's just too dark. It's just and it just sh- maybe shows how desensitized I am because I'm like, I love it. I love 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 it, and I'm not even in a place. We've talked about this many episodes where. People will be like, Lisa Rinna or Erica Jane needs to be fired. I'm like, no, man, if they want to if they want to put their shit out there and I can make as much fun of them as, as I want, like it's symbiotic. Let's do this. Like I, I, I would be disappointed if I couldn't be like, 
Harry Hamlin goes to bed with me every night. <laughs> oh, also, I was thinking about this on my walk today. Um, oh, so what happened was that I got like three and a half, four hours of sleep. And then my mom, unbeknownst, like she didn't see, she goes, she knocks on my door. She goes, hey, we're walking to breakfast. Uh, you want to come? And I go, oh, no, mom. I, I, um, I just, I didn't get much sleep. And she goes, okay. And then she goes, well, I think you should go to breakfast. And then I'm just like, oh, God. And then it was that moment where you revert to like a fifth grader and you're like, leave me alone, mom. And I did go to breakfast. But then it was one of those where the breakfast was a mile and a half from the place we're staying. And my parents obviously had a full night's sleep. So they kept saying how beautiful the walk was. And I'm just like, ugh, 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 just trudging, just stomping my flip flops. And then it was a mile and a half, of course, on the way back. And it's fine. I don't know if your parents are like this, you guys. They they take joy, and this is a this is I'm, it's a comp. I'm not like this, but they are the they the the most basic uh, food experiences like blow them away. Like we went to a place that was kind of like a Clearwater, Florida version of what I would consider maybe like a Denny's or a Perkins or something, but like less chainy. And and my mom goes. We were here two years ago, and I have dreamed nonstop about the Crab Benedict. And I was like, wait, for real? You've dreamed nonstop about the Crab Benedict? And she was like, yeah. And uh, the Crab Benedict, I mean, it was just, you know, when when you're like, oh, this is just normal food. I don't This makes me more of an asshole than it is. And I, but anyways, but then we had to do that and then walk a mile and a half back. And it, uh, it's. It's just, this is not how I pictured my life going. I mean, this is just, <laughs> let's just call it, you know, but, but anyways. So I was thinking about on my walk, you guys, uh, while I was just kind of fuming, was that I was like, do you notice how Lisa Rinna always laughs before the joke is even out? Like somebody will be like, and then I said, and she'll be like, And they'll be like, I haven't even finished my thought. I was going back and watching certain things and she will pre-laugh before the joke is out. And I think that is very alarming, A, and B, psychotic and C, horrible. I mean, it's just, and the other thing she does is um, somebody will, like Dorit said uh, on, on the wine tour, she said, is everybody ready to drink? And And Lisa literally parroted back, is everybody ready to drink? Like, I think she's just so on top of, like, she's used to soap opera acting, maybe, or something, where she just, like, she would be so annoying in an improv class because she's, like, all, I mean, at the same time, she's always yes-anding. If somebody says something, she'll be like, oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I don't even think she hears it. She just reacts. She is one big... Um, um, forehead vein popping, you know, like it's like she's just one big, like, oh my god, do you see that dude's forehead vein? That's Lisa Rinna, that's who it is. Um, should we just get into uh, this? Is just such a huge episode that I think we need to get into it. Uh, are you guys good before I just want to check in on you guys? Is everybody ready to have a good time? Let's go through this. Uh, painstakingly and also um, so Ronald Richards also the lawyer that has been going after Erica supposedly to get the funds uh, for these victims uh, the 25 million that's that not supposedly that that we have proof um, got 
you know, that EJ Global got, he's been after that money. But he said some big announcement was happening today. And um, the big announcement was that, remember in one of the first episodes of the season when they went to Tahoe? They played Two Truths and a Lie. I think it was probably the maybe the first episode. And Erica Jane was like, Two Truths and a Lie. I wore a wire for an FBI case. And supposedly Ronald Richards last night was like, I've got some information regarding this. So what I think is, let's go through this. This is from um, Bravo Bone Collector. I screenshotted this and I want to read it to you guys so we're all clear. But he he's really... Um, he really pumps things up. Like he's, I mean, he's just really, he's like kind of a showman in a lot of ways. Oh my God. Also, I just looked into my phone and I realized I have way too many shots of Amelia Bedelia, Lisa and Harry's daughter without like with the uh, dyed eyebrows. Like we got to stop with this dyed eyebrows thing, right? Like that is, I, I know I've talked about it a lot, but it just scares the shit out of me, folks. Like I, does anybody have dyed eyebrows that listen to me? Like it looks like her eyebrows are shaved off. And I know maybe that's not, very, um, you know, maybe I'm not with the trends, but I just don't like it at all. Uh, also, I was just looking at all the photos I've saved. My phone photos are just trash. If you looked at my phone, it's all just screen grabs of like housewife shit. Like I have all these screen grabs of like Paige and Craig from Southern Charm and Summer House. They're dating now, and they were at a silent disco on Wednesday, and I've noticed Craig likes to take pictures with his mouth open, like, yeah, like, you can always picture him going, like, yeah, or, like, huzzah, and, I mean, they're both extremely attractive people, but I just, you gotta watch when people uh, start to have, like, a photo face. I mean, we all have photo faces to a degree, but when your photo face includes opening the mouth, that's when you got to watch it. Only extremely good looking people like Craig can sort of pull it off. But even then, it gets kind of um, it gets kind of a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, Okay, so this is from uh, Bravo Bone Collector. Yeah, so he did a live today because he teased it and he said, I can't say it until I don't know why I'm making that. I can't say it until, you know, the, the judge signs off. So Bravo Bone Collector summarized it. He, she said, this live with Ronald Richards is the most confusing thing ever. Uh, the housewife he is talking about, though, is obviously Erica Jane. It has nothing to do with her current case. Ronald Richards is not going to name the defendant and isn't giving many details. But the general summary of the case uh, it had to do with credit card fraud. So somebody was being charged by the government with something to do with credit card charges. It was around $700,000, which Ronald Richards said isn't a lot for a federal charge where the money was already returned by the credit card company. Erica wore a wire as a government witness, and so the government would be relying on Erica's testimony to prosecute the defendant. Ronald Richards is saying that Erica is not reliable when it comes to money. So... Uh, the case was reassigned and reviewed again, and then the government dropped the charges. The case was dismissed. Erica was not a reliable witness because of her financial issues. Uh, Apparently, Erica has a relationship with the actual merchant. Her card had been charged before by this merchant, and it seems murky if the assistant had approved the charge or not. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but Basically, it means that Erica is not a reliable uh, witness. So uh, that is a little bit more information. Because remember when she was like, 
Tune truths and a lie. And then she put all that shit out there and then it was just dropped. Like, by the way, also, these housewives and their bullshit handling of Erica Jane, like you, I, I swear to God, like I said, you go to any other franchise, this shit is not happening. Like last night, they treated her like, I, I hate to say it, but like a special needs child. Like, they, like, good for you, bud. Or like when my mom tries to tell me I'm handsome when I was like at my heaviest, she'd be like, you look handsome. You look so good. Your old navy jeans fit so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is how they're treating Erica. And to a point where I'd be like, and Erica, you got to worry about her too, just because like she lets this shit happen. At a certain point, if my friends kiss my ass, I'm like, why are you being so nice to me? And Erica's just like, yeah, I am beautiful and very talented. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be okay. I'm pretty sure I am. You know, like, at a certain point, I'd be like, why are you guys treating me so weird? Please. It's gross. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is gross. Do not treat your friends like they are treating Erica. It's like, you can be a friend and not literally live up somebody's asshole. Like, that's what, like, we saw Sutton, and I said, I said, you know, we saw Sutton just look around like, you know, it's like that face you make when you realize all of your friends are living inside Erica Jane's asshole and you don't want to live there. Like, come on, there's plenty of room for you all to live in my asshole. All the orphans and widows can live there, too. <laughs> so this is season 11, episode 19, uh, Lucky 19. And the, the title, you guys, as we always get our first clue of the episode from the title, Overpoured. And overboard. <laughs> All right. Overboard, which means it's going to be a boozy episode. And overboard, which means it might be a little crazy and we might see a boat. And I was like, is this like the Titanic? Because this whole season is like, iceberg right ahead. Oh, Jack, I'm flying. Which, by the way, Lisa Rinna does scream out at one point, And I was like, just literally, I did pray for a Titanic crash on the boat they were on. I was like, get them out. Like, wouldn't it be funny? Because they did a long shot of Lisa on the bow of the boat screaming that. And it would have been funny if, like, you all of a sudden just somebody taps Rena and she just falls overboard. And you see it from a long shot, so you just see a body fall into the water. I am probably watching these shows too much. Um, so... I just want to remind everybody where we were last time in last week's episode, which feels like a month ago. But last week's episode, we had Erica Jane, Kyle Richards, and Lisa Rinna in the same room uh, because uh, Erica Jane didn't go to the sound bath. And we literally left it off with, How dare Tom's family not be there for him? I'm disgusted. And Twiddle D and Twiddle Dumb were there going, Yes, Erica, I'm disgusted too. Tom's a good man. And I was so, and by the, and I, oh, sorry, I'm like already getting angry. Like I, I watched this little clip of that scene before I started this week's episode. And it was like, I, it put me right back in that anger where I was like, How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> They're just like, I just, the, the, the amount, like Lisa Rinna's huge wonky lips are just permanently sewed to that asshole. In fact, Rinna Beauty should do literally do a lip kit called, uh, Erica Jane's like, er, like the place where I put Eric, I think it should Erica Jane's ass. Like this is the coloring I like to use when I kiss Erica Jane's ass. Rena Beauty need to need to get on that immediately. And I just gotta say, I'm very disappointed in Kyle. And Kyle was on Watch What Happens Live last night with Kathy Hilton, and Andy totally shaded her and said, uh, um, 
Kyle, do you want to say anything about Erica since you've never really said anything to her face and just behind her back? And it took a second for Kyle to catch on to that shade. It was hysterical. Kathy, also just an angel again. Um, just so confused. I don't think she realized where she was. Uh, she looked off to the left a lot. She disassociated. She just looked into the air. And I love that about Kathy. I really, really do love that about Kathy. And also she clarified... And who knows how bullshit this is, but she clarified when she called, like, the lady, Kyle, call the lady. The You know, she that's who she called the person that worked for, the lady, which was very offensive to some. But she said the reason she did that is because you're not supposed to say people's names in, on TV. Like, she didn't want to say somebody's name on TV without, like, permission or something. So who knows? And Kathy, that's what Kathy said to Watch What Happens Live. Um but also, last time I watched What Happens Live, I don't know why I'm whispering. Also, you guys, I watched What Happens Live. Andy said, oh, um, she, he admitted, he said, we talk about this at the reunion, but Bethany Frankel did tell us about Tom's financial issues. Uh, she, So they, they admitted they both knew about that from Bethany, which is corroboration. But uh, they also asked about the rumor that Lisa Vanderpump this week said that Kyle Richards was the one that, sp- that spread that rumor or told everybody at Tom at Andy's baby shower, which is still the fact that that's not an eight-part HBO Max documentary series yet. I mean, I need to know everything about that damn baby shower that Andy had. Like, oh, it was all housewives and then John Mayer. And it was just like, I mean, I remember thinking, like, are they co-parenting, Ben? Like, I was like, what the hell is John Mayer doing there? I'm telling you, that's another documentary we need to see. The friendship of Andy Cohen and John Mayer. I know, I know they've touched tips of penises. I know they have. Like, I don't think, I don't think they're, I don't think they're gay in any... Well, I mean, I know Andy's gay. I don't... I mean, I don't think... But I think John's bisexual. I think that... And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, uh, nothing wrong at all. But I want clarification. Like, what? what is going on there? You know what I'm saying? I feel like we deserve to know. But anyways. So Andy asked, did you... Did you say this? Did you, did you spread this rumor? And Kyle goes, um, I will answer how Lisa Vanderpump would answer. Like... Oh, Andy, of course I didn't, what I would be more curious, like she, uh, it wasn't that funny, her comeback. And it's just one of those things where I gotta say, Kyle's not as good with accent work as she thinks she is. She's good at imitations, but I've noticed her accent work is lacking. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I was already livid when I had watched the uh, little preview from last week. And then uh, we go into... um, the previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And Garcelle was the one that got to say previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Remember, they always do a different lady uh, for each episode. And we get those little clips, which means we're going to like kind of see scenes based around these little clips from past episodes. So it was like Kathy to Kyle of like, let me tell you about the trip I'm planning to Del Mar, Kyle. There's going to be a sound bath and a boat. And then we get a shot of last week with like this, like Kathy going, look at the seals fucking on the beach. That reminds me of my dogs. And then we see Sutton in the wheelchair. Remember, Sutton has a bruised, horrible foot, which is making her wheelchair bound. Uh, one of the she's ha- in the fight of her life to put on shoes right now, you guys. And then we have Dorit, a sign of like, I've got to say, I'm questioning the viability of Tom and Erica's story. And then we get Rinna, uh, fucking being a lame ass, pushing Garcelle into having a breakdown at dinner. Do you guys like? I, I, we cannot forget how horrible Rinna is. In the, just own it, Garcelle. Just own it. 
Oh, that Garcelle. We want you to. Oh, oh, Garcelle, you owned it. I love you so much, Garcelle. Oh, Garcelle, you owned it. And then they were all clapping. I swear to God, it was like a scene out of Get Out. It was so weird. It, even when I think about it now, it gets weirder and weir- weirder. And then Sutton, we have a scene of like, uh, of the Erica Sutton scene of like, I'm not talking to you. Why are you looking at me? Well, I don't know, Erica. Well, I say, I'll say, I, 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 I was just looking across the table. Don't look at me. Don't look at me at all. I don't want anything to do with you. And remember, let's not forget also, Erica flat out threatened Sutton of just like, she's scared good. She should be scared. You know, (laughs) you're not allowed to do that. So we have the opening and uh, I I think they should, like, I think a lot of people fast forward through the opening. So I think the producers should always just fuck with us and put in new uh, housewives taglines. Like, I think Erica's at this point should just be like, Are you guys buying this bullshit yet? (laughs) Like, I would love, or if she just said, her tagline was just, Allegedly. (laughs) And then it just has, Erica. You know what the the strongest substance in the world is? It's not diamonds. It's allegedly me. Wink. Um, so we open up where we left off last week, San Diego, California, at the Fairmont Del Mar, which was the creepiest abandoned hotel that I've seen in a long time. It looked like nobody else was staying there. It would have been funny if the only other people that were staying there were like different reality shows. Like, oh, the Kardashians are in the West Wing. Uh, We've got the Real World Challenge people in the Southwest corner. Um, So Sutton, we see, is now not just on uh, a a wheelchair. She's on a knee roller. One of those things that you just put your knee on and then it rolls you around. Uh, And Kathy goes... We're going to Temecula for wine tasting, she announces. Um, and Garcelle's like, okay, I'm coming. And rent- Oh, yeah. So Garcelle goes, um, they're like, they ask about Erica. And Garcelle goes, oh, she's not coming. And this is when Rinna goes, she's not coming. Like she did, Garcelle says it. And then Rinna has to say it right on top of Garcelle. Like, it's like. She is the person that didn't get the lead in the high school musical. So she's always just throw like, uh, I'll say a line right after you say a line. How about that? We're like scene partners. I'm going to be in every, I'll be in every scene, even though I don't have a lot going on. Is that cool? (laughs) Um, So Kyle says, uh, Kyle, they're all in the lobby having fun and, and Kyle's like being Randy and she poses against the window and she's like, this is where Dorit is. And she's making fun of that pose where Dorit last season was looking out the window. It's an iconic Instagram photo. It really is. Dorit is like a no, um, Dorit's nothing this season, honestly. She, and this episode especially, after picking on Garcelle or like kind of trying to keep that fight going, you realize that Garcelle is a non-factor. She's nothing this season. And um, it just becomes more and more obvious each episode, which is just so frustrating because she's so great in so many ways, but she's just a a non-entity. And like, that's why Dorit, is kind of like she kind of depends on the costumes and the makeup at this point. Like she is the carrot top of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's all depending on props. Like that is what now she has been reduced to because there's no real storyline there. And I'll be curious. Like I could really see, I mean, I don't want her demoted, but you could see her becoming a possible friend of if they go a different direction, which I don't think they should. I think they should keep this exact same cast. Um, but maybe bring, um, 
bring uh, Kim Richards in because I think Kyle does need to, you know, we see Kyle getting stressed a little bit about having to deal with Kathy all the time in a fun way. But if you throw in Kim, I think it'll all of a sudden become like not so cute anymore for Kyle. And I think Kyle needs a stressful season. I think she needs to be pushed a little bit. Um, she really does magically escape a lot of things because I think Kyle's a very pretty woman. Her family is very successful now and she's earned that. Um, but it, it, um, there, there's not any kind of conflict there. She's a really great utility player, but she almost presents herself as a lead in a way, but she doesn't have to deal with any drama. So it it would I would be very interested to see how Kyle would deal with drama. And by the way, don't forget Halloween Kills, October 15th, you guys. We get to see Kyle with bangs and a bro. So then we cut to uh the wine place that they're so we're like, oh, this is gonna be like fun wine drinking. And Dorica's who is ready for drinking? And then Lisa Rinna does it again and goes, Who? <laughs> Lisa goes, Who's ready for? And then you guys. This is a small moment, but she stumbles out of the van. She goes, oh, no, I spilled my roadie. Lisa Rinna packed a roadie drink. I'm telling you, this is like 10 a.m. and she is shit-faced. Oh, no, I spilled my roadie. (laughs) Yes. Delmar, look out. There's a drunk Rinna on the loose. And uh, Garcelle goes, it's a lot warmer than I thought. We're at Laura Mar Vineyards. Um, I do have a friend that said um, Del Mar wineries are shit, so who knows? Uh, these ladies definitely seem to enjoy it. And we meet Jared. Jared um, is doing uh, the cable car wine tour, and and Jared goes, I'm going to get you to some, some wine to start, and get, guess what happens after this? Rinna screeches. So Jared goes, I'm going to get you to some wine to start. And she goes, <laughs> Jared pops a bottle, and Rinna, of course, jumps back. She goes, yeah, she, she reacts to everything. But have you ever thought, and I know this is horrible. Lisa Rinna is one of those people that probably acts like she's multi-orgasmic. Like if Harry, I know this is so horrible, but this is what I think. If Harry touches her, I bet she's like, oh, Harry, stop coming, Harry. Oh, Harry. Oh, stop. Oh, so erotic. Oh, oh, Mr. Hamlin. Oh, Mr. Hamlin. Oh, 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 oh. I've had 8 million orgasms this time. Oh, Harry, I'm up to 33 orgasms. Stop. Oh, Harry, stop. Oh, Harry, do your Tom Brokaw. Oh, I'm giving you a... (laughs) Okay, so Jared pops the bottle. Lisa reacts. And um, Sutton is like like on an ATV with her little knee wheelie thing. They start with a rosé, which is always a great place to start. And Kathy goes, I haven't tried Temecula wines before. And then she, in a, in a um, talking head, Kathy goes, too many tannics or sweet or roca. I'm like, I'm like one of the three little bears. And she says tannics, but I think she needs tannins in wine. And she's comparing herself to the three little bears of like, you know, that's too warm. That's too hot. That's just right. Just right. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, remember my theory on Kathy is that she is a nine or 10 year old stuck in a 60 year old's body. You know, she is, uh, the less horrible version of Michael Jackson. She's like, Miss Kathy, Miss Kathy, we're always going to be 10 years old. He, um, Kathy says, uh, 
Well, do you do the fives, Jared? Uh, sniff, sip, swirl. And Jared's like, that's not, not the right order, Kathy. And she goes, oh. and then we go to a talking head and she's like, there, there's like five S's you do with drinking wine. And she goes, see, sniff, swirl, sip. And then the producer goes, uh, I think there's one more. And Kathy goes, saber. And she goes, oh, swallow. And so we're back in uh, the Jared scene, and Rinna screeches, It's a cable car from San Francisco! <laughs> That's what they're riding in to all the wineries, and Jared's like, yeah, it's a 1924 cable car. And um, and uh, Rinna goes, Who's glad for me? Who? I don't even know what that was. I kept rewinding. Like, what did she say? It's like, who has a glass for me? I think, who has a glass for me? <laughs> and then Jared goes, that's the dry white. And you can just tell Lisa's like, I don't care. I don't care if it's nail polish. Or I, I don't care if it's nail polish remover, Jared. I would love to drink. I'll drink whatever you got for me. Is that paint thinner, Jared? Ooh, it's a nice dry paint thinner. Ah, Lisa likes. Lisa likes. <laughs> so... Rinna goes, it's so pretty, you guys. Look, look how pretty it is up here. She is becoming full Rinna at this point because it's like the Incredible Hulk. When the uh, Bruce Banner gets angry, he turns into the Incredible Hulk. When Lisa Rinna has like a drop of alcohol and she's hungry, she turns into full Lisa Rinna. And it's just even more reactionary than regular Lisa Rinna. It's very, and I'm a, I'm a, a Lisa Rinna historian, so I'm able to detect this. Normal people would just be like, oh, she's still just being Lisa Rinna. But no, she amps it up 20% more once a, t- a drop of alcohol hits her lips. So we go to the first winery. They're all sitting around this table. It's beautiful, like I said. And Romy, the director of events, say, says, in Farsi, we say Salamante when we cheers and then everybody goes you know Lisa's like Salamante and Dorit's like Salamante Salamante boop 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 Garcelle's Salamante and they're all saying Salamante um I thought it would be funny if they looked out in the distance and we saw like Teddy Mellencamp wandering around like the cornfields or the wine fields the cornfields hey guys can I come drink with you guys oh it's so funny you're up here too um so there's shots of everyone loving it. They're all drinking it. Uh, Erica Jane's not there. So they're all having a very loose, good time. And it's a lot of shots of them sipping and acting like they can. And that's the thing with wine is that at the end of the day, folks, there's only a handful of us that know really how to taste wine. And I'm not one of them. Like I can act like, ooh, that's really good. And sometimes I am like, oh, that's really uh, pleasing to my taste buds, you know. But like, I hate to admit it, but also like I've... You know, in my younger days, I've enjoyed a bottle of two-buck chuck, yeah. I'm never going to admit that if you see me in person. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it sometimes. Like, oh, that's really nice. And of course, if you have one glass of wine, the second glass of wine is going to taste even better. You're going to be like, I really like this one. So they're all looking like they're like, ooh, this is good. And Dorico's, eh, Dorico's, interesting. It is sweet, but smooth. Boop, 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 boop. And Kyle goes, we're scientists. <laughs> and Rita goes, ha, 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 ha. And she throws her head back. 
And Jared obviously looks startled and he's like, are you ready for the next one? And Rinna goes, yeah! And they all get back on the San Francisco train and Kyle goes, so long, suckers! Kyle's feeling a little boozy too. They're at the next winery right now. Sutton rolls in on her little like knee like, I say, I say, make room, make room. Sutton is coming through. Uh, there's a one knee Sutton coming through. You everybody, watch out! Uh, this place, they're having a saw blanc, and everybody cheers. Everybody's like, yay, we're all loving. And Garcelle goes, I love it. I want to take a bath in it. And in a talking head, Garcelle goes, if dating was as fun as wine tasting, I would enjoy dating so much more. Like, line them up and see who I want to take home with me. And I'm like, did Garcelle come up with this comparison herself? Or did, I mean, I was like, this is such a, like, did Garcelle go, hey, producers, you know what I was thinking uh, I could say about the wine trip? I could think, I could say dating if it was like that. Because it just seems like to go from A to there is just a huge leap for Garcelle. Like, I feel like the producers made her say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when do you ever feel like that when you're like, that's a very suspiciously specific line for Garcelle to think. I do that all the time with Housewives and their talking heads. Erica Jane used to be the worst. I would bet my entire life, yeah, I'm betting my entire life on the fact that Mikey Minden, for the first majority of all her seasons, wrote her talking heads. Because I think he even prop directed it too. Remember the whole, like when she did the champagne, when she was like, eh. And I was like, this, I remember even saying at the time, this is so rehearsed, it's gross. Which I also think then plays into the fact that a lot of Erica Jane stuff this season feels rehearsed, but in a more emotional sense. But it is so jarring because remember, Erica Jane doing quote unquote emotional work is not her forte. So it does look clumsy. It reads clumsy. She's not a good actor, you know? She's decent. She's not good, though. I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is never like, holy shit, I'm very scared of this Erica Jane. She's putting me to shame. (laughs) So, Dorit says, uh, um, Dorit goes, Lisa and Kyle, boop, 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 saw Erica before we came. And Kyle goes, yeah, the... Her brother got permission to be the conservator and says that they want Tom to be in a home. And there's just silence through everybody. And Kathy goes, oh, my God, you didn't tell me that. And we see Sutton down her wine. It was great. Sutton was like, I say, I say, I do not like what Erica gets brought up, I say. And uh, they all said... um, you know, they're like, the home, I, I was under the impression that everything was seized in the Tom case. And Kyle goes, well, that, that takes time to process. He was still living in the Pasadena home when he was burglarized. And remember, we know about this, but Garcelle doesn't know about this burglarization. And Garcelle goes, what? And Rinna goes, yes, yes, Tom was home alone. And then we get a flashback of uh, Erica Jane goes, I told you guys about the burglary. <laughs> you know, sit down. Um, you know, they had to have surgery. And uh, and Rinna, we find out, lets us know the new information of, <laughs> his cataract, I guess, exploded in his eye. His cataract exploded in his eye after he faced the burglar. And they had to go to the hospital. And they all go, ooh. And Sutton goes, I love her, I say, I say. Uh, And this is in a talking head. Sutton goes, put this man in a home because his wife isn't there to take care of him, I say, I say. And she stares directly at the camera. Like, it was like directly out of the office. It was like a Jim Halpert stare at the camera of like, you guys seeing this bullshit? 
You guys seeing this? Put this man in a home. Like, do we? Are we really doing this? And I mean, it really does. Like, Sutton has her faults. She does have her issues. And I know we um, we make people celebrities for the easiest things, or you know, we we stand the stand culture. Like, even yesterday, like the free Britney stuff. Amazing, amazing that this new trial lawyer or this lawyer, I think Matthew R- Rosengard. I, I, you know, he he did in what, like two months, what a conservator, her actual court-appointed attorney couldn't do in 13 years. He was able to do. But then I was seeing all these of like, hero of the decade. I was seeing all these memes and stuff of like, this guy. And I was like, maybe we don't hero worship a lawyer. You know, he did his job. He did it well. He's going to get paid very handsomely for it. But maybe we don't need to make everybody heroes. Um... You know what? I, I do sometimes think that, like, and I do that even myself. Like, I do that, like, I mean, Sutton, I thought was horrible the first couple episodes of the season in regards to Crystal. And now I love her because she's the only one of the people that actually calls out Erica. And that's a very important role to play. And it's a role that, it, it's not an easy role. I mean, you're really putting yourself in the muck and the mire and everybody else when everybody else is just kissing her ass. And she's still doing it. And I really respect that about Sutton. But also, it could be a little bit of her Southern, you know, like, I call out injustice. I say, I'll say, you will not, you know, there's a rich person element to this of like, I've got my money. Where's your money coming from, Miss Erica Jane? I'll say, I'll say. So you don't know, but I really enjoy watching her do it because, but you can also tell it takes a toll on her. And we see that later in this episode. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great, because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, But yeah, Sutton goes, you know, put this man on a home. And Rinna goes, whatever he did, he was in surgery after the burglary. And then the son came, Eric Jane's son came down. He boarded up the, the mansion. And then, uh, then Rinna goes, then he came home and he rode his car five times. And Kathy goes, 
He goes, Rody, rode his car five times in the snow. And Kathy goes, it was snowing. And Garcelle says, what? Again, like another huge what? So we're getting another person's reaction, a real reaction to how crazy this story is. Because at this time, these other doofus ladies have normalized this of like, oh yeah, everybody flips their cars in LA. Yeah, you should do it. You know, I was, I was driving with Mr. Hammond uh, early, like a year ago. So I think I flipped my car, what was it, like 33 times? It was a huge blizzard in Los Angeles. And I just, I flipped it so many times. I think here, we were counting as we were flipping. It was like one, two, three. And then we began, it became a bit fun. Like Harry was like 12. And it, was, it became a fun little couple thing where we were counting how many times we were flipping in our car because it was snowing. But when you actually hear these stories out loud and you see the reactions of people like Garcelle and Kathy, it, be, it brings it back to, Yes, this isn't normal. It's just that Erica Jane and these other ladies have normalized this fucking weirdo behavior all season long. So Crystal on Talking Dead says, even Crystal says, I haven't seen snow since I was 11. And I was like, wow, Crystal's back? Like, I forgot Crystal was in this episode. But she actually does turn out to have some nice moments in this episode later. Dorit says, first the burglary and now the flipping. It's something you only see in movies. Boop, 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 boop. And Rena screams. She goes, all true stories. All true stories. It's just so annoying. Um, and Kyle goes, Erica's stories are unbelievable because they are hard to believe. And it's like, okay, okay, Miss Smarty. And Dorit goes, it's hard. I feel for Erica. Boop, 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 boop. You know, if Tom doesn't have his faculties, he's cast aside. And Sutton goes, yeah, I'll say, I'll say, but how does she know all this? I'm just curious. And Rinna goes, I, and, and Rinna's like, like shocked Sutton says this. And she goes, I feel like, and Garcelle goes, don't, don't, don't you, don't you, don't you. Like trying to stop what's about to happen because Sutton, you know, is not kissing Erica Jane's ass. And Rinna was bothered by that. And Garcelle stops, stop. And Sutton says, I was just asking a question. And Sutton in a talking head goes, the stories, I'm a bit confounded. I say, I say more info that comes in, the more things don't make sense. Um, and Sutton back at the table goes, yeah, but how does Erica Jane know? And Renee goes, I think her son found out. And Sutton goes, yeah, of course. And then in a talking head goes, but I don't want to play fancy Drew anymore. Fancy Drew. I need to see that series. Fancy Drew, starring Sutton Strack. My name is Fancy Drew. I say, I say, I solve mysteries. And I grew. Okay, anyways. Um, but I don't want to play Fancy Drew anymore. Let Scooby and Scooby's friend done figure it out. I say, I say. Kyle, uh, back at the table, goes, She's very upset about all the people that have deserted Tom. And I was like, yeah, well, then she should fucking be furious at herself. Erica's like, I'm so mad at myself. I'm so mad at myself. I realized I was the one that left. <laughs> I was the one that left Tom in his time of need. Uh, I'm trying to blame it on his family, but then I just realized his family didn't live with him. I did. <laughs> Oops, my bad. She's like an Urkel. Oops, did I do that? Like, I, I'm like, I still think this is one of the weirdest gaslighting thing in the world of, like, blaming this man's family who doesn't live with him. 
and going like, I'm out of there. Like, it just makes no sense. And Crystal goes, does the brother want him in a home? And all the ladies around the table say yes. And Crystal says, pray that they find a good caretaker. This cuts me very deeply because remember, Crystal's father dealt with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's and it was a very painful for their family to go through. And Garcelle, Crystal starts tearing up at the table and suddenly goes, oh no, I'll say, I'll say, oh no. And Rinna, when this is happening, she has a quick bite of something. Like they do a quick shot of Rinna and she's chewing, like she's lightly chewing and bopping her head up and down. You know, when she does Lisa bobblehead, Rinna, and she's like, yeah, she's, yeah. I'm proud of you, Garcelle, from last week's episode. She's doing that thing where... You can tell she's doing the thing where she wants you to know she's listening, but I don't think she is listening. Uh, Crystal says, it's a very Chinese thing that you do to take care of your parents. And when my dad was going through that, I said, Rob, I said, Rob, you buy them a new house. You've got to take care of this. And Rob did. He said, I got it. I got it. I'm in. And Crystal says, Rob stepped up in a major way and it's a big deal. And really, that is a big deal, man. Like that really is a big deal. Like, you know, Rob is like, well, that's my family too. That You're my wife. I love you. That is my family too. And he bought them a house. Uh, and obviously, I'm sure took care of all their, their medical expenses. And that, that stuff can really add up. Do you guys ever do that? Do you ever get scared? Like, I get so scared about getting older. I'm like, who the fuck is going to take care of me? I don't have kids. Like, is there any way that any of your kids, and maybe you could split this up with the audience. Is there any way your kids could take care of me when I get older? Like maybe somebody could introduce me as their uncle Ryan from the podcast, or like if you guys, a lot of uh, a lot of mothers will say they listen to the podcast and their kids are in the background. Like maybe somehow subconsciously the kids will get used to my voice and then they'll take they'll step up and take care of me later. Is that a possibility? If ever if anybody could reach out, I would love to know if that's a possibility for any of your children. I don't, you know. We're not we're we're years from that now, but I just want to plan ahead because that's probably the safe way to go. I've tried to do it with my niece and nephew, but it doesn't seem like they're gonna step up to the plate. You know, I don't know. Trying to get there with my nephew, but heads are t- I, you know my parents are like he might not even go to college. So hopefully, I'm I'm hoping he'll become like a TikTok star or something cool like that. Um, so this guy Steve comes up right after this big moment with Crystal, uh, Crystal, and he's like, "How was that first saw Blanc, ladies?" And Rinna goes, "Ha! It was fantastic. We love it." It was just such a a huge startling moment to go from Crystal crying to Lisa screaming, and Rob goes, the, or uh, this guy Steve says, "The second one is a saw Blanc too." And poor Steve, by the way, he gets to be on camera, but he be, gets to be on camera during COVID. So he's like wrapped up like the mummy. You know, he has the mask on, the windshield over his face. Steve's like, "Mom, mom, dad, I'm uh, I get to be on TV this week." And they're like, "Steve, we we couldn't see you. We was that you under all the armor, the COVID armor?" Um, they uh, they say the first one was French. This one's a California Sauv Blanc. Uh, Kathy, we see, comes up to Kyle. She's dressed in her full Mad Max outfit again with the big straw hat, the mask. She just looks, uh, it's just very, she kind of looks like also one of the burglars in Home Alone. It's just very uh, weird put together outfit and goes, sorry to interrupt Kyle, but I'm going to go back to the hotel and have a massage. And Kyle laughs because they're in the middle of these wine taste scenes and Kyle's, Kathy's like, why are you laughing? And we have a flashback to Kathy falling asleep at the sound bath earlier that morning, last episode. And Kathy in a talking head goes, 
I haven't had this bad of a headache, neck ache in a very long time. Um, and then, you guys, this is like so, she goes, ever since I was a little girl. And then we get to see a cute pic of little Kathy in 1967. And then she shares with us, she goes, I was in a Barbie commercial and it was great. And then I got hit in the head with a golf ball really bad during that commercial. <laughs> And I've never been the same since. Like, but it really, I was like, this is Kathy's origin story. Like, how did Batman become Batman? Like, how did Kathy become Kathy? She was on a Barbie commercial and she got hit and she got knocked in the noggin with a huge golf ball. And she's never been able to say like, could you imagine like Kathy's just like, I love playing with Barbies and I'm a totally normal, smart girl. Ow! Ow! Who hit me with a golf ball? There's no golf balls even in this commercial. Who did that? And then Kathy has never been the same since. Kathy, they're like, just put her in a room with some toys. And then, I mean, but it, I mean, she says it like this, like she really was. And it, and everybody's like, okay, Kathy, bye. Enjoy your massage. And Rinna goes, Steve, can we get more than number one shot block? Can we get number one shot block? And Crystal goes, you know what? Can I buy you all a bottle? in honor of my dad. And this is like, that's very sweet, right? Like you, Lisa, I mean, he's like, yeah, you totally can. I love free stuff. You're saying I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Give me a bottle. If anybody doesn't want their free crystal bottle, I'll take it. Can I take anybody's free? Hey, let's get one for Erica. I'll keep it in my room. And, um, but also at the same time, I was like, she just got finished telling us, that uh, Rob bought her parents a house when they were in the time of need. And now I'm just like, I wonder if Rob ever, and this is like, you know, Crystal makes a good home. I, but like, do they ever talk of like, hey, I'd prefer if you didn't buy your new wacky Beverly Hills friends just bottles of wine on my tab? Am I thinking about that in the wrong way? I could be thinking. I, I realized after I wrote that last night, I actually did think about it. I was like, is this the wrong way to think about it? I don't know. Uh, Rena's like, yeah. And they're all like, thanks, Thanks, Rob. And they all look at the sunset. They're like, beautiful. It's beautiful. And Kyle, um, Kyle's had enough drinks in her where she starts imitating people. Remember they did this with, uh, she was imitating like Teddy's walk and all. It was actually a really funny scene for a boring season. Uh, Erica was back then. And I think Lisa was still in the cast, Vanderpump. Um, So Kyle starts imitating Sutton's walk and Sutton's like, I don't walk like that. I'll say, I'll say. And Rico's, Kyle also does a good Erica. And um, Kyle goes, we aren't good. The door's shut. Kyle is fully doing an Erica Jane imitation. They're all cracking up because secretly, I really do think they all hate Erica Jane. They just kiss her ass because they're afraid of her. And Sutton goes, honey, I got nothing to say to you. So Sutton is trying to do an Erica Jane imitation, yelling at Sutton, which is very dark. And, uh, Sutton says something like, you fucking bitch, I'll say, I'll say. But they bleep it out. And Garcia goes, she didn't say that to you. And Crystal goes, but she might. And uh, there's a commercial break. And we come back and we're back at the hotel. And Kyle goes, who is it? And it's Dorit. And Dorit goes, who do you think it is? Beep, boop, 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 boop. It's me, Dorit. It's not the fashion police. If it was, and I was like, if it was the fashion police, arrest yourself, Dorit. Uh, Sutton comes into that room and goes, and I'm the, I'm the mall cop, I'll say, I'll say. And she rolls in with her little knee. And Dorit goes, I need a vodka. 
And Sutton goes, I'll need a vodka grapefruit. And Dorit, um, uh, Kyle asked Dorit, are you okay? And, uh, no, I'm sorry, Kyle asked Sutton, are you okay? And Sutton goes, yeah, I'm shitting, I say, I say. And Sutton goes, we gotta figure this out. And Kyle says, I love when Sutton asks all proper, um, acts about being all proper Southern, but then she pops her leg up on Kyle's table and she's like, does a Southern girl really does do that? And, oh no, Kyle and I are talking and it goes, does a Southern girl really do that? And she does another kind of bad accent. Like I said, Kyle, I don't think particularly is great at accents. I think Kyle's a good actor uh, and a good shit, sir, but I don't think she's good at accents. Kyle says, Kathy's not feeling well, so she is out tonight for dinner. She's asleep. She's passed out. I love people like Kathy that's like, I really do go by the way I, how I feel. You know, like how all of us live our lives a lot of time and we'll just do what we have to do and we'll trudge through the day even if we don't feel good because we got shit to do. I love Kathy's at a place and she's probably been at this place all her life since getting hit in the head by a gigantic golf ball where she's like, no, I don't feel it. I'm going to cancel everything. Like who takes that good of care of themselves? I love it. What a inspirational queen, you know, self-help guru, Kathy Hilton. And... Um, you know, they ask Sutton, like, did you just talk to Erica? And Dorit goes, I feel so bad because she did clear up a lot of information about this Tom situation at the picnic the other day. You remember at the picnic down where the seals were humping? And, uh, we didn't know there was trauma with Tom. She also said alleged, Kyle says to Sutton. And Dorit says, Oh, sorry, I did the Sutton accent. Um, Kyle says, we didn't know there was trauma. She also said alleged. And Dorit goes, yes, she said alleged yesterday. Boop, 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 boop. And Sutton looks like, zoiks? What I say, I say? She said alleged? And there's a flashback of Erica going, like, Dorit's like, so he was unconscious for 12 hours in that ditch. Allegedly, yeah. Unconscious for 12 hours. And we see everybody's like, zoiks. We're back to the scene with Sutton. And Sutton's like, allegedly unconscious for 12 hours. And Dorit says, so that's what she said yesterday. And Sutton goes, how can you be allegedly unconscious? I'll say, I'll say. And there's a flashback to Erica in Palm Springs at Kyle's house where she is first telling the ladies the story. And, uh, you know, like, as a... As a result of the car crash, his ankle was broken. His head got completely crushed in. The man lost his eyes. He had poop coming out of his butt. I saw Tom's legs completely disattached from his body, and then one of them reattached. And Sutton, in a talking head in the red dress, you know, where she looks like Game of Thrones, she says, I think you all allegedly drunk the Kool-Aid, I'll say, I'll say, because you're not even looking at the facts. And I was like, I stood up out of the bed and I like knocked my computer off because I was typing. And I was like, hell yeah, Sutton. Let's hear it for the girl. Dorit says, maybe because he told her that. I love how these ladies are always giving Erica Jane alibis. Maybe because he told her that. Maybe Tom lied to Erica about being on... Uh, uh, Erica, I, I, I timed it. I was unconscious for 12 hours. Okay, Tom, let me write that in my journal. So if I ever have to tell a group of ladies, I'll have that very specific information. Kyle goes, it is confusing. And then Sutton in a talking head goes, he's thrown from the car and then he calls from the car and she finds him, I'll say, I'll say. And Dorit says, we 
got off the accent and got onto something else. And then Derek goes, you don't want to push Erica too far, but then we're left looking like idiots. Boop, 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 for not asking more questions. And Sutton goes, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to stay home like Kathy and watch a movie in bed. <laughs> She's joking, but it wasn't that funny. Uh, new scene. Garcelle and Crystal are talking in the lobby and they're like, today was a good day. And they're like, it was a good day. And the Rinna goes, ha! And she just jumps out of nowhere with her hair slicked back, which reminded me of the Luke Goldbrunson from Summer House song, Hair Slicked Back. Remember, he was in the with the guitar in his bedroom. He's like, soon ta, hair slicked back. And he's just, he's not that good at guitar playing. But Lisa Rinna is just fully, her hair is fully slicked back. Kind of looks like Erica Jane with her hair slicked back in that scene. And uh, Rinna goes, it's all I could do. It's all I could do in regards to her slick back hair. And Garcelle says, um, that coat is everything to Lisa. And Lisa goes, it's Norma Kamali. And Garcelle goes, she's so good. So I, I don't know. Is Norma Kamali, I, if she's not at Old Navy, I don't know her, you know. And Dorit, Kyle, and Sutton... Um, they go out of their hotel room. Uh, we have split scenes here and they all joke at Sutton. Uh, Dorico's stay 10 feet behind me. So you don't ruin my look with your stupid little knee machine. Sutton. We go back to the lobby. Erica comes out and she's in like, Rene goes, Oh, you're in latex. Oh, it's a good day. If you're in latex, if you have your latex on, it's a good day. Is that what constitutes a good daily? It's a good day if you're if you have to jam your ash into latex. It's a good day if you get all of your glam to say, "Let's get me into pink mismatched latex." She has like three different shades of pink on, but this is just another example of just people kissing Erica. I thought she looked the worst. She had these like I'm not even in a makeup, but she looked like whatever happened to Baby Jane. I've brought this up before. It's like like a cross between. Whatever happened to Baby Jane and Norma Desmond and like a ventriloquist uh, clown, like, you know, a ventriloquist dummy. She looked like her. It just looked all just sloppy. She, no, she looked like a nutcracker from Chris. She looked like a little nutcracker. And um, uh, so Erica and she also Erica is like, hey, and she's like, all of a sudden, like you can just sense a different energy out of Erica. And I'm like, interesting. She's very already like dare I say, in a good mood? She's like, like, she's like ready to party kind of, you know, I just got that vibe immediately. And I thought that was very, very interesting. Oh, just got a breaking news. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar to perform at Super Bowl halftime show. That's actually big news. That'll actually be a great halftime show. Wow. That's, I think that's great. I, I totally... Guys, here is the point of the show where I do a couple of ads for sponsors, and I always get so excited about this uh, because I love when uh, when people advertise on the show. So our first one is a new one, and it is called Magic Spoon. Now, growing up, cereal for me, and I think for all of us, was one of the best parts of being a kid, um, and especially even after being a kid, I remember when I had the freedom to buy my own cereal, I would just buy the sugary like name brand cereal, like Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles 
and all like uh, honey, uh, what is it, golden grams? All that, all that stuff. Because, um, anyways, I used to love cereal, but I had to give it up because, um, unfortunately, my body uh, started not being able to digest highly sugary crap like that uh, that we really shouldn't be eating. So, uh, as you know, I've been on a weight loss journey. Uh, I feel like for my entire life, um, I'm trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food, and I realized basically I. Um, I can't eat anything anymore, (laughs) but this is what's really cool is that, um, this sponsor magic spoon sent me a box of cereal and I got scared because I was like, I can't eat that. But it turns out magic spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Plus it is only get this 140 calories a serving. It's keto friendly gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. And I bet you're thinking, okay, but it is horrible, probably, the taste. And guess what? It is not horrible to taste. There are all of these different flavors. Um, They sent me cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter. You can get a whole variety pack of all four of those. Um, the only, um, the only bad thing you guys is that I ate a lot of servings. So it's like, this is really good. I, I kept eating the servings, uh, because I'm out of control. Um, I actually did this thing too, where I mixed, uh, a bunch of them together and I put oat milk over it and it was really good. It tastes exactly like the regular cereal that I used to uh, pig out on and uh, it turns out it's super nutritious. I mean, it actually has protein. That is so weird to me. It's delicious. It's super healthy cereal that really um, I think it, it, it could bring joy to your mornings or afternoons or evenings or middle of the night. It's brought me joy in all of those uh, categories. So go to magicspoon.com forward slash so bad to grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code so bad that's very important at checkout to save five dollars off your order five dollars wow and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with 100 happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they will refund your money no questions asked we always talk about products like those on this show because those are the good ones if you don't like it they are willing to back their product so remember get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash so bad and use the code so bad to save five dollars off Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. That is very exciting. Now, on the same health kick, uh, our next sponsor is Ready Slim. And Ready Slim, we they've advertised with us before. So um, this is the deal. And especially coming out of sickness, and I was doing this before I got really ill, uh, and I started doing this again. Um, I actually have been feeling better And I think it might be because of doing things like Ready Slim and Magic Spoon. Um, This last week, I have more energy. I've felt lighter. I get a good night's sleep. I'm sleeping way too much. (laughs) And um, a couple days this week, I actually did wake up uh, feeling super refreshed every morning. So the mornings that I did that, it turns out uh, I was doing Ready Slim's Detox Teas. Ready Slim's Detox Teas are made with high-quality, 100% organic, herbs that gently boost your metabolism and help digestion while also reducing bloating and gas. I added this to my healthy lifestyle or what I'm trying to be a healthier lifestyle and uh, I already have knocked off five pounds. So Ready Slim's Detox Teas are made with no fillers, 
no additives, and no laxatives, so they are safe to drink daily. Ready Slim's 28-day detox tea kit has everything you need. The Wakey Wakey Morning Detox Tea, which they have sent me, helps boost your energy levels to start your day off right. And then their Snoozy Deep Night Detox Tea helps you relax and supports the natural detox process while you get your well-deserved beauty sleep. Uh, and I super need that, folks. And the best part of Ready Slim is how it aids in weight loss. Plus, it is keto-friendly. Um, so like I said, I have been doing that in the morning and the evening and it's kind of nice too, because tea at night, especially my mom, uh, I grew up and she was, uh, I just, she would always have her cup of nighttime tea and it really kind of makes me feel good. I feel like, oh, wow, I'm doing what my mom used to do. This is kind of nice, but it's actually helping in my digestion and metabolism. So say hello to a better, brighter you. And right now for a limited time, you can save 25% off your first order of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea Kit, plus get a free collapsible water bottle. Go to readyslim.com slash so bad. That's R-E-A-D-Y-S-L-I-M dot com slash so bad to save 25% off your first purchase of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea Kit, plus, like I said, a free collapsible water bottle. Readyslim.com slash so bad. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, you guys, I went and had a, a, a break where I went to the bathroom and I heard my mom shit talking to me and she was like, he said he was going to, he said he was going to be very loud, but it's very loud. And then he goes, he's not going to sleep again tonight. I saw him have two cups of coffee. He's not going to sleep. And he's, she's like shit talking to my dad. And my dad just, just never says anything. So I can just, all, I, <laughs> then I came out and go, mom, I can hear you. I will sleep tonight. And that actually, that might not be true. I might not sleep, but I have, uh. Tylenol PM. So I'll just use that tonight. Anyways, where were we? It was like Erica Jane comes out and she's like, ah, I'm ready to party with everybody. So they're all meeting in the lobby and uh, all the ladies are drinking something out of a straw. So I'm like, they're already kind of getting buzzed. It seems like they have the dining area to themselves. It's they all love. We see Sutton wheeling over with her knee. She's like, here I come. I say, I'll say, I'm wheeling. I'm like the tum. I'm the Suttonator on my Suttonator machine, my knee mover. And Erica goes, so the ladies, there's like a two level thing. And Sutton is going down this other way because of her, her little uh, machine thing. And the other ladies are up top and Erica goes, taking the easy road I see, or should I say the low road? Shut up, Erica. Erica, look, Erica, shut up, please. Shut up. Be quiet. You're the, you're the fucking low road. That's my comeback. You're the low road, Erica. Remember, Erica's not really good at firing back insults. This was decent, but remember, she'll be like, uh, is, you know, if, if you tell her, if you, you go, shut up, Erica, she'll be like, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up a thousand times. Infinity. Like she's one of those people. Um, so Kyle says, Oh, let's get back to not talking after Erica's little low road comment. And you get it. This is, I, this is the exact note I wrote before I watched any of the rest of it. I wrote, Erica must have put that CBD oil and slathered it all over her giner like she did. And remember the first episode when she was like, I'm lit up. I am lit up, ladies. And she let us know that 
Kyle had given her this CBD oil and she put it all around her pussy. And um, remember, and it was just all ladies. And I was like, my, I remember doing the recap and I was like, if you know you're going to a party with all ladies, why are you slathering up your vajayjay with CBD oil and then telling all the other ladies, they're like, I feel great. I'm lit up. And so I wrote, Erica looks like, Erica seems like she's slathered her vajayjay up again with that CBD oil because she seems lit up. And uh, we see Erica Jane is now wheeling around on Sutton's thing. And she's like, wee, look at me, Erica Jane wheeling. And I was like, watch, you better watch that, Sutton. She'll steal it. Um, and Sutton goes, huh, 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 barely laughs. She's like, huh, it's not that funny, Erica Jane. And Kyle says, Erica isn't giving uh, in a talking head, Eric, Erica isn't giving Sutton any chances. The Ice Queen is not cracking on this one in regards to Sutton, because what we're about to see is a different story. And uh, Erica, everybody's like, Erica's in a good mood. And they're like, yay. And then you guys, they sit down and they're like, oh, crab claws. And I, t- I shit you not. These crab claws are the size of a baby's head. I was like, I mean, we're really with rich people. I mean, and Erica in this scene. I mean, it's just these crab claws. I was just like, my mouth was just hanging. Oh, and and Erica's like, uh, crab claws. All right. And Garcelle um, goes, damn, this looks. does this look like a vagina or what? And I was like, huh? And then I was like, what does Garcelle's vagina look like? She's, I was like, does your vagina look like a crab claw? Like I did, I, maybe one of the ladies can explain this to me. I, I just, I was like, how does it look like a vagina? I've never looked at a crab claw and go, ah, oh, I like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Garcelle says, um, oh, they all laugh. And then they order drinks. Guess what? Erica's like, I'll have a hot toddy. We're back with hot toddies, folks. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, season 13, where they tried to bring hot toddy back with a vengeance. Erica Jane orders a hot toddy, and Rinna, guess what, goes, Hot toddy! That's a good idea, Erica. I'll have a hot toddy. And they're all eating crab claws, and Erica is eating like an idiot. When I mean idiot, she's eating like... Have you ever seen that movie Clifford with Martin Short? She's just like... She's just like playing around. You can tell. And this is the, the point where I was like... Is Erica Jane high? Because I was like, she's super loose. And like loose in a way that we've never seen Erica Jane be loose. Because she's just so buttoned up for a quote-unquote sexual being, you know? So I was just like, this is really weird. And Kyle goes, Erica, did you watch CNN and sleep today? And Erica goes, I did. And Rinna said, did you watch any murder shows? And Erica Jane goes, I did watch one. And then Rinna goes, love, 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 love. Like, I swear to God, I watch TV every day. And if I tell somebody, they're not like, oh, Ryan, I love it. You watch eight hours of TV and you didn't even shower today. I love it. Love, 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 love. Like, everybody's wildly disappointed in me when I do that. And uh, there's a flashback of Erica Jane in her hotel room eating a big pizza from rumor service and watching her shows. And she goes... I'm so overwhelmed that I need to escape my own personal situation in a wealthy hotel room with room service. (laughs) 
Like, escape your situation. Girl, you're eating a gigantic baby head crab claw that looks like Garcelle's vagina, and you are complaining about staying in a $3,000 a night room, getting pizza room service, and you're like, I'm gonna escape my tragedy. There are fucking widows in or Like, this is like, girl... You shouldn't be on the show this season, even though I'm so thankful you are. Let's not get it twisted. I am so happy that I get to watch this. But at the same time, I would never... I mean, I just... Why would you do this? And Erica Jane goes... And then I go, you know what? My life is not that bad. Oh, thank you for coming up to the conclusion that we are already new. And Kyle goes... "Um." You know, yeah, it's not that bad. You could be getting chopped up into pieces. And she goes, what I'm going through sucks. But you know, that man's. And I was like, is she talking about Tom? She goes, that man's done. And I thought, I really thought she was going to say my life's, you know, what I'm going through sucks, but it's nothing compared to the orphans and the widows. And she goes, what I'm going through sucks. But you know what? That man's done a lot for a lot of people. And those people can step up. And I'm like, holy shit. She didn't bring up the orphans. And what she brought up how Tom, people should step up and help Tom. And all the girls look around. But of course, nobody's going to say shit. Dorico's in a talking head. Yes, he did a lot of good. Beep, boop, pop, boop, 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 boop. But if he did the things he's accused of, he's done a lot of bad shit. And we go back to Erica Jane and he goes, he's done a lot for a lot of people that can come in and help right now. And all the ladies are like, oh, except for Rena. And Rena's like, yes, yes. And Erica Jane goes, why is my kid there? Like, she's referring to Erica Jane's, you know, son going to, to check on the house and Tom. And it's like, why is Mike? Because supposedly Tom raised him as his son. Remember, you guys are his family. It's been 23 years. Like, where are we? Like, Erica Jane acts like she just met Tom this past year. I don't get it. Like, she keeps talking about family. And I'm like, you numbnut. You and your son were his family. Just as much as his own family, if not even more. You lived on the same premises. And Rico's, ah, yes, your son went and checked and then got hurt. And Erica Jane goes, yeah, rolled his car six times. Yeah, you have no idea. He's shaking. And Kyle goes, well, thank God he's okay. And Rena goes, he's okay. Rena, why are you Erica Jane's fucking spokesperson? Why? We heard it already. He's okay. And Rena goes, yeah, she's okay. You know what we thought? Me and Erica were talking and he's shaking up, but we both talked to him. Like, what is going on? And Sutton says... There's something weird about this, I say, I say. They want to prove they are their, they are her friends instead of asking questions. I mean, come on. You know, I say, I say, compare that last year with Denise. And there's a flashback to Rick, Rena going, Come on, Denise, I heard you said something. Did you ever say something bad about me or Kyle? And then we go back to Erica Jane, and she goes, It's just one thing after another. And then my son calls me and says, And Kyle goes, Nothing shocks you anymore. And he goes, Well, you know, this isn't a very traditional mother-son relationship. I mean, we've had sex before. No, uh, it's not a very traditional mother-son relationship. He calls me and he says, What the fuck is going on with your neighbor? And we hear Rena go, Ha 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 ha! 
Are you fucking him? And a thing pops up saying that Army Hammer is neighbors with Erica Jane. Now, I had forgotten about this, actually. And that was the, well, not the rumor. They were living next to each other. Army was staying at a friend's house for a time. And Erica Jane lived next door in the house that she's, quote unquote, renting. And they supposedly, there was that rumor that they had had sex and it was in the backyard and you know, Army was bragging about living next to Erica Jane and fucking her and, and doing crazy shit with her. So I was shocked that this actually got brought up, but you could tell Erica Jane was like, I'm kind of proud of this rumor. <laughs> and so Erica Jane's son, and talk about that. Talk about not knowing your mom enough where you think this might be a possibility. Like, that's just, wouldn't and that, didn't that cross anybody's mind of like this fact that the son was like, question the mom like i i would know my mom wouldn't do that i mean for a lot of reasons i don't think army would potentially be into my mom at this point i who knows she's a great spirit um and erica goes i said excuse me no i don't think i did i would have told you and by the way why you would have told him like i my mom's never going hey i boned your dad last night just fyi like hey i just got this weird email from you mom is this you saying that you boned dad last night and she goes my son said i'm getting all these texts i'm tired of you and your life and all your drama and all your disaster and erica's like i told him i didn't do anything (laughs) and they all laugh when it's like the son pretty much said, your life's a disaster and I'm tired of dealing with it. And then they're all laughing. And Erica goes, I live next to crazy. I can't help it. <laughs> and Garcelle goes, right, right. And then they're talking head. Garcelle says, my sons would never ask me about sleeping with someone. And Kyle says, well, what does your son say about your Insta? And she goes, not a goddamn thing. And remember, Erica Jane's Instagram is pretty much the worst Instagram that I've seen in terms of if you're accused of something and then you keep posting. It's really top-notch terror in that sense. Um, and uh, we none of us under, none of us can pretend to understand why she keeps posting, but I guess it makes her feel pretty. Who knows? And Erica Jane goes, I told him mommy's broke and paying the bills. Okay. Also, I have a theory that a good portion of Erica Jane's followers have been bought, and also a lot of the likes have been bought as well. Um, It's just a theory, but, you know, you never know. I I just don't believe she's as popular as, I don't know. Anyways, um, so uh, all the ladies, or I think Rinna starts it off and goes, Erica, you're entertaining me so much. Please keep going. And they're all like, yeah. Yes, y'all very entertaining. Boop, 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 boop. And Garcelle in a talking head says, I think everyone is kissing Erica's ass going around and it seems phony. It all seems phony to me. And it really, really is. Garcelle and Sutton are dead on right. These people have really drank the Kool-Aid. And uh, Kyle all of a sudden points out, And now Sutton is not talking. Kitty cat got your tongue. And this is like when Kyle gets two drinks in her, she becomes kind of like that bully that thinks they're funny. You know, like, "Ah, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing you, but I'm saying hurtful things that are putting a spotlight on you and you're uncomfortable. 
And Garcelle goes, oh, damn. And then Kyle's like, can I got your tongue tonight? And then a uh, talking head Sutton goes, thanks, Kyle. I'll say, I'll say. And Sutton's just staring at her like, fuck you, Kyle. Because Kyle really does throw Sutton under the bus so much. It is so, I, I don't know even, I don't think it's intentional, but I'm telling you, when Kyle drinks a little bit, she gets super loose. Um and this is when I pointed again that Erica's makeup is just wild. I was like, who's that little dolly in the window? Um, and uh, they keep going, Erica, you're so entertaining. And Sutton, in a talking head, says, you watched her there. You know, you watched her. You're saying that she's entertaining. What? Um, and we go back to... Erica threatening Sutton. She's like, you're telling her she's entertaining when she has threatened me. Who is this helping? Sutton says. And that is true. Like, it is one of those, like, who is this helping at a certain point? We have to wonder. Like, who who is benefiting from them kissing and licking Erica Jane's asshole, you know? And they go, you're fun tonight. You're so fun tonight. And I said, what the fuck is wrong with Rinna? No, really. Why is she the worst? She, like, it's just, she's just... It's too much. It's too, too much. And Sutton is just looking off. She's just like, how did I get here? I'll say, I'll say. And Erica goes, you have to laugh at some point. You have to laugh or it's going to consume me. And Rena goes, yes. But then I was like, you know, Erica, maybe let it consume you a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? What was done is really super awful. Even if you didn't know the extent of it, what you're a part of is extremely awful. And maybe maybe it does need to consume you a little bit. And maybe that's all right. And maybe that's part of the grieving process. I think you have to be down a little bit. You have to be out a little bit. You have to hit rock bottom a little bit. You have to show that it's not all about you a little bit. And she goes, I just don't want to. And Kyle goes, Erica, you're going to come out on top. And Erica Jane goes, I hope so. And Kyle goes, you're beautiful. You're talented. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, calm down, Kyle. You've got so much going on for you. It's really rough road, but you'll be okay. And she goes, I hope I'll be okay. And then Kyle keeps going. She goes, you'll be better than okay. And I'm like, and she goes, thank you. <laughs> you'll be better than okay. I'm like, Kyle, where, where are you pulling this shit out? Where, wait, why are you involved? So beautiful. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's be real. Uh, Erica Jane is a very beautiful 51-year-old lady, right? 51, top-notch-looking lady, right? She's not a stunner. If you spackle on all that spray paint and makeup and all that stuff, I'd be a stunner, too. She's not a stunner. With all that makeup and all that stuff, she looks dang good. And, oh, dang good for her age. But no, she's not that. I mean, come on. And her personality doesn't even make her more beautiful. You know how somebody's personality, and I, I use myself as an example, I think my personality makes me 10% hotter. Erica Jane's, it makes her 20% less good looking. So that's one beautiful. You're talented. Nah. Nah. She's okay. We've all seen her perform, right? She hires the best dancers, hires choreographers, people to write her songs, really big music video directors. I wouldn't say talented. I really like a handful of her songs, but I know that she has very minimal. I mean, even like the auto tune on those things are, are wild if you listen to them. 
but I would I would never say talented. I would say determined. I think this is a very determined lady, and I think she has been for 23 years, if not more. And here's the deal. It's like investing in the stock market. She took a risk in risky investments, marrying Tom, and it paid off for a good long time, and then there was a stock market crash, and that's where she's at right now. So when people lose all their money in a stock market crash, do we get like, oh, I'm so sorry that you chose to do that? No. You fucking gambled and you lost. Deal with it. Period. And you hurt a lot of people along the way. And now you're going to like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the luck of the draw. But that's what happens when you gamble. And she gambled with being with Tom. And 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 there's no, like, she really did. She chose to live this life. And if anybody's saying differently, that's bullshit. This was not sleepless in Seattle, guys. This was snowing in Pasadena. <laughs> no, but I just feel like that's why I just don't have tons of sympathy because... You know, she did this. This was very thought out from the beginning. It's just that she lost in the end. But for all of those years, remember, it went so well. And remember also, Erica Jane wanted, she begged to be on The Housewives. Tom pulled strings to get her on there through David Foster. This And remember, look at Erica Jane 11 years ago before the show. And then look at her once she got to the show. She's got better makeup, better hair, better plastic surgery. You know, she definitely had a destiny in mind. She was focused. She was determined. And I think that is very, that is something you need for a career in Hollywood. But she was looking like, that's why Broadway was so important for her. It was another ring on the ladder of look where I've gotten to. Look at this. Look where I've gotten to. And yes, that is something to be very, very proud of. But at the end of the day, if you've got it by ill-gotten means, it's, um, it's, it's not impressive. You know what I'm saying? And I don't feel as bad. I don't. So um, she goes, I, I uh, yeah, you'll be better than okay. And Erica, um, Kyle goes, Erica has been so low down every single day. And when she leaves you, you know, she goes home and cries. And to see her in such good spirits, I hope these other women don't ruin it. And I'm just like, dude, what is, I hope these other women don't ruin it. I, I don't think Erica goes home and cries every night. I'm sorry, I don't. I think Erica cries on TV a couple times this season. I don't think she cries. I really don't. Um, and it, it's one of those things, too, do you think about, like, she's just too in it, like Kyle and Lisa and all that. It's like, when you're hanging out with your friends, like, there have been friends in my life or people that I thought were friends at the time that I was so enamored with that they couldn't do anything wrong. That, and they, and I know one person in particular had fights with everybody. Everybody really was like, this person's blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no way. I would have fought to the death saying like, no, I stand by this person. How can, how is everybody so wrong about this person? But when you're in their orbit, you know, it's like, you're just, they're just, they, they convince you in a certain, certain way. But then once I got out of that and a couple months had passed or even maybe longer than that, I realized like, oh, what the hell was wrong with me? Like, you see it so clear. You're like, oh my God, she, uh, you know, it, I don't know. So I, I think maybe that's part of this too with these ladies is that they're just so wrapped up in it that they can't see the forest from the trees. And that's why Sutton and Garcelle and any other lady that potentially got brought into it. I mean, Crystal does seem a little bit on Erica's side, but who knows? I don't know. It just that, that to me kept like going like, they just seem like they've been poisoned with these kind of thoughts that are like, girl, what are you doing? And also this isn't friendship. Like friendship is actually talking to your friend about hard truths. You know, hard truths are what real friendship is. And 
I'll tell you what, I know who my real friends are in this world because they're the ones that say, I hate your guts and you're stupid. No, they're the ones that have always said, you screwed up on that. You did, but I still love you. You know? Okay, folks, I just uh, went out to dinner with my folks and uh, we had a couple drinks. So this is going to be even a little bit looser than the first half. And I just listened back to the last couple of minutes. I do say, you know, a lot. And I hate that I even point that out because now you're going to notice it. But I do. That's, uh, I'm going to admit that. So where we left off is that these ladies are some of the biggest ass kisses that we've ever, they're going to study. There's going to be an ass kiss experiment somewhere down the line. And they're going to say, the only people we need to study is season 13 of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They have done the most ass kissing known to man. It's the only way. We can scientifically verify ass kissing is to go to Lisa Renna and Kyle Richards because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I would never even want, dude, I've done plays where I've had people kiss my ass and I'm like, I'm not even that good in this play. Please don't do this. Like Eric, they're all lamos. Sutton and Garcelle rock because they're literally confused. The only thing that I'm so thankful is that Teddy Melling, Freddie Mellencamp, John Mellencamp's offspring isn't there because she would have been like erica i too think you're amazing but she would have done it boring you know what i'm saying she would have done it boring i was on uh one of my favorite podcasts hot takes and deep dives with my friend jess rothschild we were talking about howard stern um because i'm a huge fan of howard stern but Jacques peterson from the unpopular podcast was on with us and he said you know he has unpopular opinions that's the whole crux of his podcast but he said how much he is a fan of Teddy Mellencamp and that he really wants her on the podcast and she has not agreed to come on yet. And I was like, dude, there's no reason Teddy, Freddie Mellencamp shouldn't want it. Like Freddie Mellencamp should be begging to come onto your pod. Like, dude, she needs some sort of pod. The, the fact that you hear that there's Freddie Mellencamp fans out there. Like I was like, Jacques, I love Jacques Peterson, but my God, it's <laughs> anyways. Um, so these people are all licking Erica Jane's asshole and, but she's in such a good mood because how are you not in a good mood when everybody's like, you're amazing. You're amazing. It's me, Letha Rinna. I was on Melrose Place and I live with Mr. Harry Pamlin and I think you're amazing, Erica. Maybe it's true. Maybe I am amazing. Even though I left somebody that desperately needs me. (laughs) I mean, shit, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm a little tipsy. So I'm going to, I'll call it out even more than I call out. This is ridiculous. The fact that she's trying to get sympathy for some shit she did herself, like decide which lane you want to go on. Was Tom bad to you or is Tom amazing to you and everybody should be taking care of him except you? Which lane are we going? Because you do have to choose a lane. I know 30% of the world is incredibly stupid and you can fool them, but there's 70% rest of us that are like, what are you doing? Why are you being this way? It's weird. Why is your makeup all wonky? Are you not paying like high? And by the way, we still see there's like glam there. So is she paying for less glam? Because she still looks ridiculous. Like, do you pay less and then you get like a weirder look? I don't get it. Like, I'll make you look like a ventriloquist dummy, but it's going to cost only one third of what you usually pay. Is that, is that what it is? I mean, tell me what it is, because I just don't under... In fact, is there anybody that does glam out there or is friends with somebody that does glam that could come on the pod and walk me through glam? Or you know what it, what it is? Could somebody 
put me through glam and see what the process is. Like, I know I don't have long hair, but I do have beautiful eyelashes. I was always told that in high school theater, that I had very long, beautiful eyelashes. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that it's like, that's a fact. Like, if you went to my high school and you talked to the theater department, they would be like, he was the president of the drama club and he had beautiful, beautiful eyelashes for a man. And I'm, that's, you can't argue with that, you know? So anyways, all these ladies are kissing Erica Jane's ass and... Uh, somebody said, you have such a, you've got such a strong, positive outlook. Oh, Dorit goes, you've got a strong, positive outlook. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Um, I was like, yeah, you have a great outlook about all the pain that Tom's caused. And Erica goes, but it is who I really am at my core. And uh, Dorit goes, I know it. I know it. And Rena goes, it's so great to see and then Kyle goes, you support everyone. And here's my theory that I wanted to talk to you guys about. So all these ladies are so enamored with Erica because they say uh, she supported them so much. But it fits. Okay, so here's the deal. Erica Jane is an imposter. Now, we all have imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is where you feel you don't belong. Like, I have imposter syndrome with this podcast. I feel like I don't fit in with, like, all the greats. And I want to be great, but I don't feel like I fit in. And and Erica has imposter syndrome because she started off as a poor girl, blah, blah, blah. She worked her way up. And then everybody at her heart, she knows she's somebody that married for money. And that's how she got where she is. So even if she shows her talent in these nightclubs and songs and music videos in Chicago, Broadway, she still knows that as her core, she's an imposter because she didn't get there herself. She had help, even though the fallacy is everybody actually needs help. So they're, they're, you know, that's, that's a fallacy. We all need help. But she had a little extra help and a little extra help with Tom's pockets and victims and widows and, you know, their money. So she knows going into all of these ladies that she's an imposter. So she can still be cold, but she's damn well going to be the person that supports all these ladies more than any other lady, because she's going to show that she is of great support, even though she has all this wealth. She's doing this to fit in. And it worked. Now all these ladies are like, you know, you've always supported us. You've always supported my drinking, Erica. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where it was purely self-serving, but all these ladies think she is a very caring person. It's just a theory but that truly is what I believe. And uh, Erica goes, I love when people succeed. And Kyle goes, when your friends are successful, it makes us more powerful as a group. What are you, the fucking Avengers? And Garcelle says, I agree. And Erica says, to take risks and put yourself out there. And uh, then Erica, all of a sudden, this is when we know she's fucking on drugs. She goes, like Sutton. She opened up a store and you said, I paid the rent this month. And there was a flashback to that scene a couple seasons ago, or last season, when Sutton was like, I just opened my store and I paid the rent this month. And Erica made like a big deal about that because it is a big deal of like, you did something huge and you paid the rent the first month. And Sutton goes, I know my God, I say, I say. And Erica goes, that's a big deal to pay the rent. And Rena's like, that's so nice of you. That's so kind, Erica. Oh, it's so kind you said a nice word about Sutton, that fucking bitch. You know? And in a talking head, Sutton goes, it seems nice, I'll say, I'll say, but I don't know why. 
you're coming after me and my store. Because Sutton doesn't know whether to believe it or not. And Kyle says, I was thinking about your reaction, Erica, to seeing us see you on Broadway, which is a hysterical statement. Uh, Seeing us see you on Broadway. Of course, the reaction is going to be fucking amazing. Seeing us see you. It's still fucking self-serving. It's still completely a sociopathic, um, inherently selfish act of like, you saw me on Broadway and I was happy. <laughs> and Kyle goes, we were all crying at some point. And then Sutton goes, oh, no, sorry, Kyle, uh, sorry, Erica Jane goes, and for you, Sutton, to charter that plane, that was cool. And Sutton goes, ah, uh, no. I say, I say, and Sutton looks completely confused. Like, what's going? Am I about to get hit? What's going on? And and a talking head goes, I- "Is this in any way you trying to smooth things over?" Oh no, sorry, 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 sorry. No, I screwed that up. The producer says, "Erica, is this in any way you trying to smooth things over with Sutton?" And Erica goes, "No, I wouldn't smooth shit over. No, I'm not gonna ruin everyone else's trip. See, I am a nice person." I am the best one of this group. She's a fucking dumb bitch whore mouth. I don't know why you guys... No, she didn't say that last part. She goes, I don't know why you guys devalue me this much. Clearly, I'm the most adult in the room. And then she laughs like, ha ha ha, I made a joke. But at the same time, the point is the same, is that she, in Erica's head, she's using this as an excuse of, I was nice as Sutton. And here's my theory on this. Erica Jane was fucking high as hell. I think it was either a mix of Xanax and alcohol, or I think it was ecstasy and Molly or like, uh, I do. I think it was like, it was intense drugs because she was so in this, this scene. And in the next day with the boat scene, she was so enamored. And so, and it only reminded me of when in the past, I'm talking 10 years ago where I've been on ecstasy or Molly at a music festival. And I've literally went up to straight people that I've hated and go, I love you. And I don't know why we're not, we're not better friends. Like that's, and she was so happy. And so like, I want to be good time, Erica Jane. It made no sense at all. And I want to walk you guys through this a little more. And I'm going to give you a personal story here. So here's my story. And don't judge me. This is a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is over 10 years ago. So I think I've told a story of this or part of this story at some point. So I used to be married, okay? And I don't regret it in any sense, but it, it, so here's the deal. I've told you my both big relationship stories. One was a relationship I had in high school, my high school sweetheart, and we went to college together and then we moved out to Los Angeles together and it ended very badly. And then my second relationship, big relationship, pretty much like eight or like less, maybe less than a year later was my ex-wife. And we were married for a long time. And, but when my ex-wife never understood my high school relationship and I didn't stay in touch with her, but my ex was like, uh, I don't want you to ever stay in touch with her. I don't want, you know, like she was like, well, this guy was with this girl for seven years and she was freaked out by that. She was like threatened by it, even though we didn't talk anymore. So one of my best girlfriends was getting married to a great guy. They're still married. Awesome couple. And my ex from high school was going to be there because we were all friends. We all went to ASU together, uh, the Harvard of the, uh, the, the, you know, the West. And, um, you know, we knew six months going in and it was like a big thing. Like my ex was like, 
stressed. Like it was stressful situation around our house. And I was so nervous going in because I wasn't nervous about being around my ex. I was nervous being around my wife around my ex. Like that was scaring the shit out of me. And it was one of those things where you knew it was coming. Like every day was like a day that you knew we were one day closer to that happening. And she was so stressed out about it and she would get angry about it a lot. It was just really, and I, you know, I was far from ever a cheating type. I never cheated. You know, like it was just one of those things I was far from that. And I never, so it was, a, but she just didn't trust it. For She was really threatened by it. And it was like this thing where I could never, con- I, I could never comfort her in that sense. And, but this was about my best friend's wedding, you know, my best girlfriend's wedding. And it was like, you know, and I got to, I got to, you know, read a passage and I was really excited, but I was really nervous. We had to go up there on Friday and that was like a pre-party before the wedding on Saturday, right? Okay. So we have to drive two and a half hours for this place. I forgot. It's a place where they have the split pea soup in California. Anyways, it's like a little Danish ham. I don't know. So and this is so dumb, you guys. So I would go to Coachella every year. And at Coachella, you do stupid things. Mom and dad, if you're listening, turn it off right now. So I've done ecstasy, you know, a music festival. So what? You know, if you're there, it's fun. It really is. I don't, like, I've not, you know, done that in many, many, many years. But it was fun. You would pick your battles. But I had uh, an extra pill. And I don't know what got into me or what made me think this was a good idea at all. This is one of the stupidest ideas I've ever had in my life. But I was so nervous having my wife at the time and my ex meet each other that I said, you know what I'll do? I'm going to bring this tab of ecstasy. Mind you, there's only one. Mind you, I'm doing this by myself. And I'm going to take it because ecstasy is a happy drug. It makes you happy. It makes you... And, but it's dumb because the only reason, the only way ecstasy really works is if you're around a bunch of other people that are on it and you can all feel carpet and tell each other that you love each other. It's like a love drug. And I just thought for some reason that would make me like, like totally disassociate from the whole situation. So we get, you know, we get to this party, we're there early and we're like, there's like 60 people crammed in this room. And I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for my ex to walk in because my, 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 my ex-wife is waiting for it. And I pop the pill and my ex walks in and then my ex-wife literally grabs her and goes, we need to talk. And everybody, I'm telling you, everybody in this effing party swivels their head and just watches them talk to each other. And I'm outside on this balcony area and I'm like, oh, and the, the, the stuff starts kicking in and I'm like starting to like sweat. And I'm just like, this was such a, and that's when I think I realized I was like, are you insane? Like, I'm not even a weed smoker. And all of a sudden I'm on this kind of love drug um, with a bunch of people that are looking uh, to see how much I get yelled at by my ex-wife, even though I've not done anything. But now I have done something because I'm actually on this stupid fucking Molly ecstasy thing. And people keep coming up to me like, are you all right, man? You look like really sweaty. And I'm like, no, I'm just a sweater, I'm, which I am. I am a sweater, but I'm just like, oh my God, no, 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 I'm totally great. And then I'm overdoing it. Like, I love you, bro. I love you. This is crazy. And they were all good. So it was like, Two years of worry all went away in a night. 
But by that point, I was gone. I had been chugging beers on ecstasy. And then it was like that really point where I was talking to everybody at the party and telling everybody I loved them. And it was just the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. All to be said is that this reminds me exactly of Erica Jane in uh, watching this, of her going, Son, I respect you, son. I respect you very much. And, you know, I want to have a good... It, it really did remind me exactly of that space, of being in that headspace of, I want to be cool with everybody. And the only time you want to ever be cool with everybody is when uh, you've been drinking or on something. Honestly, that's no joke. I have a feeling that's going to be a story that I regret telling on here one day. But so what? We're close. It's all fine. So everybody's, you know, still uh, Erica Jane's like... It's, it's going to be all good. It's all good. Um, so Erica has just complimented Sutton. And, you know, Renna and all the ladies are like, ooh, look at Erica being so kind to Sutton. How amazing. Um, and Erica then, though, in a talking head, totally bashes Sutton and says, I just did this to make everybody's trip better. But that's bullshit because Erica Jane has ruined so many trips already this season but and so many parties and stuff by just getting into it with Sutton. So this is bullshit. She completely ruined Kathy Hilton's dinner. So now she's like, I'm a hero. I didn't ruin this San Diego trip. That's not my style. It's been your style all season. And then Kyle goes, Erica, the good things about the dark times... It means that the darkest times are behind you and good times are coming. And Garcelle says, that's right. And then Erica goes, riding high in April, shut down in May. Which is the Saint, you know, uh, the, the Frank Sinatra song, That's Life. That's life, that's life, that's what all the people say. Shot down in April. No, no. Uh, riding high in April. Shot down in May. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm drunk. Um, Sutton's face, by the way, through this whole scene is so funny. Uh, we got a new scene. The music on this new scene, you guys, it's like almost like The Godfather. It's like, na na na. It's like really kind of creepy. And if you've seen The Godfather, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where I thought they were going to pan over to somebody finding a horse head in the bed. Kyle goes into Kathy's room and she's like, Kathy, Kathy. Immediately when when Kyle opens the door, she's greeted by a fan, like an actual blowing fan. And, and Kathy's like, no, I'm asleep. And then Kyle goes, she's dead asleep. All the girls are waking up. Uh, Rena, we see with those damn under eye patches and, and she's been delivered champagne. She goes, oh, good champagne. It's my morning coffee. I call it champagne. We get Sutton wheeling to the door. Please hold. And Garcelle says, how do you invite someone over and not open the door? Uh, and, and Sutton's like, oh, do you not see I'm on this knee machine, Garcelle? I say, I say. And Sutton goes, I cannot believe I'm following doctor's orders and staying on this knee machine. And Garcelle says, that's the only way you'll feel better, Sutton. And by the way, I got to say, I love Sutton so much in this episode, in these past couple of episodes, like I said earlier. But it really reminded me of like, we are in the ballad of Sutton, of just like, I say, I say, I'm the only one. Speaking up for the victims and the widows, I say, I say, I'm the only one 
Speaking truth to power, I say, I say, I'm the only one calling out Erica Jane for fishy situations with her husband, flipping a car six times in Pasadena when the average weather is 73 and sunny. I say, I say, I say, this is the ballad of Sutton. When I go to my bank account, I see that I can pull money out. And it always has money to pull out. But then I say, I say, when I see my friend Erica Jane, she's dressed up like a baby doll with her makeup. And she looks like she wants to sleep with older man for money. This is the ballad of Sutton. And I say, I say, I say, when I see Erica Jane, I try to help her as a friend. But sometimes she looks at me and she says, oh, what? Oh, what? And I say, as son, I say, I say nothing. I say nothing. I say we just all wanted to know these questions about Tom. How many cars got to be flipped out? In Pasadena. And then I say Reynolds. Then I say Kyle. Then I say Freddie Mellencamp. Then I say Crystal. All don't want to know nothing. And then it's just me. By my lonesome. Uh, Sutton Strack. Sometimes with Garcelle in my corner. But sometimes without. I'm the only one questioning the validity of these rumors. This is the ballad of Sutton Strack. And I know, I know, I know. I've got the law and justice on my side. The orphans and widows to my left The people that say Hey Erica You owe us some money Why don't we get a crack At your bank account I'm the only one Saying what up with this Mr. Andy Cohen Why you gotta kiss Erica's ass But we'll save that for the four part reunion Cause my name is Sutton Shrek If you're in West Hollywood I would suggest you stop At my overpriced store For some face masks Holy shit guys That was not even That's gonna be up for some podcasting award I don't wanna ever You know blow my You know get, get too cocky But that was good I think we all agree that was good. How many people turned it off right now? Okay, so we, we, we're in the new, new day and uh, Garcelle is with Sutton. She's like, do you want to sit outside? And Garcelle's like, of course, of course I want to sit outside. So they're all talking about the night before and Garcelle says, I hit a wall, Sutton. I cannot sleep. I had to leave last night at that dinner. And Sutton's like, I did too, Garcelle. We're both non-sleeping fools. And uh, there's a flashback to Garcelle call and say, hey, I got to call it tonight. Erica's doing the wheelies on Sutton's little knee machine. And Garcelle says, you were the popular one last night, Sutton. And Sutton's like, yeah, I say, I say, Erica spoke to me. And Garcelle says, I couldn't believe she spoke to you. It was almost as if nothing had happened. And Sutton goes, do I trust it? And Garcelle says, see what today brings. And there's a cut to Erica. Poor little Erica with two glam people getting her hair done and her makeup done. And I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit. How would you ever agree to show glam? Like, be on the show is one thing, but how do you ever agree to show glam, you numbnuts? You dork. You low, low, low IQ, crab claw, baby head eaten weirdo. 
And Erica, while she's doing her own makeup, as the glam person is watching her do makeup, goes, I need to call my plastic surgeon. And I'm, I'm going like, oh, great. There's more money, more money that are the victims and the widows and all that stuff. And they're all laughing while she's getting her makeup done. Lisa FaceTime calls Sutton. And they, Rena's in her eye patches and Sutton goes, I'm jealous of you and your eye patches, I say, I say. And Erica goes, who's yelling outside? Because she can hear them from up uh, above. And the glam people go, I think it's Garcelle. And then we go back to the girls and they're like, uh, Rena's like, what did you think of Erica last night? It was like a rebirth. It's been so long since we've seen the real Erica come out. It was joyous. Like, imagine being this fucking excited about your criminal friend. And Erica is listening to this part, and Sutton says, We were saying, I say, I say, we've never seen that side of her, really. And Erica goes, They're talking about me, I think. And then she goes out and she goes, Hey, guys, it's Erica. I can hear everything you're saying about me. And we hear Rena go, Ha, 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 and uh, she goes, you know, I can hear fucking everything you say about me. You better not saying bad shit about me. And she goes back in with the glam people and she's like, bitches be talking shit. Be called redheaded. Mike check one, two, one, two. My name is Erica. Nobody gonna talk to me, boo. No, one, two, one, two. Don't talk your shit. I'm gonna smack your bitches ass up. Sutton, I'm calling you out. Sutton. I'm going to smack you out. Sutton, two hits. One hit me hitting you, hitting the floor. You better back the fuck up before you get smacked the fuck up, Sutton. And she goes, I fucking can hear you, hoes. And then we go to a new scene and we meet Corey. And she's a a float fit instructor. And they're doing this, Rinna and Crystal, they're doing this little yoga thing like a stand-up paddleboard yoga thing on these floaty things in the pool at this hotel she's like hi i'm Corey," and lisa is in leggings and a top and crystal's in a swimsuit and crystal's like yo you said we were both gonna wear swimsuits why are you doing this and crystal's like fuck off and you know this is kind of it's a really shitty thing because i know this was a small moment but Basically, it comes out that Crystal said Crystal was really insecure about wearing a bathing suit because she has body issues. And Rinna spent 30 minutes on the phone with Crystal, which just shows what a fake-ass Rinna is. That she spent 30 minutes listening to Crystal's actual concerns, and then she still ignored everything and wore what she wanted to wear. Spent 30 minutes on the phone with Crystal saying... Hey, yeah, we both we both wear we'll both wear swimsuits and I'll give you the courage to wear a swimsuit. And then she got up in the morning and said, I don't look good in a swimsuit. I gotta wear leggings and a top. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, seriously, that's shitty. Like we can make all the jokes we want, but that's shitty. Um and Rena goes, It's nice to have people do things with me. And there's a flashback to all the times people didn't want to do things with Rena. And she goes, I'm adventurous. And it's nice that Crystal wants to be adventurous with me. (laughs) And Crystal goes, the girls know I'm very conservative with my body. I don't want to be wearing a bathing suit next to anybody and Rena of all sorts, you know? And she goes, now my whole ass is out. And that is so messed up of her. And then Corey's like, engage your core. You'll probably fall off. Garcelle and Sutton come out to watch and to kind of be the, uh, you know, hecklers of their workout. And Rene goes, I didn't know we would have an audience. 
And, uh, you know, Krista goes, oh, hecklers. And we cut back to Erica and Kyle. And Erica and Kyle are playing pickleball, the pickleball courts. And this is when I realized, holy shit, pickleball is the hot toddy of sports. Nobody wants to fucking play pickleball. What, like, does Bravo have stakes in hot toddy companies and pickleball companies? Because I've heard way too much about pickleball on Bravo recently. It's ridiculous. And sure, it looks fun, but come on. What is going on? So uh, they're laughing, having a good time playing the old pickleball. Uh, And I will say Kyle cackles too, but it's more of a laugh. It's more of like a ha 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 instead of a ha 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 ha. It's less guttural like Rena is. And Erica plays like two seconds of pickleball. And then she's like, bitch, that's enough for me. Should we have champagne toast to us? And then they pour some champagne. And then Erica goes, cheers to you, Kyle. Thanks for being a friend. I appreciate it. And Kyle goes, anytime. And then we're back to the Rena and uh, Crystal. Rena's doing yoga. She falls in the pool. She goes, ha, 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 ha. And Crystal then falls in, blah, blah, blah. Sutton says, oh, Crystal, your hair looks so good, I say, I say. And Garcelle says, I'm so excited I'm not on that damn paddleboard. And Rena says, can I try your pineapple sunglasses on, Sutton? Please. Like, she's always, and you just know she's, like, coveting other people's possessions. Like, that's Rinna. She's a big coveter. She's a big coveter of other people's wealth, power, fame, clothes, jewelry, sunglasses. And Sun goes, yes, of course, darling, I'll say, I'll say. And Garcelle says, uh, pineapple is also Sutton's safe word. And they all laugh. And Crystal says, well, pineapple is actually one of my safe words. And, um... And I was like, oh, God, my safe word is you're hurting me. Please stop. And then uh, or my, you know, my 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 safe word is I think I'm finished uh, or my safe word. I'm so sorry. My safe word. Is, yeah, I could go on all day. Uh, they're all laughing, though. And then in talking heads, uh, Crystal's like, you know, pineapple, apple, applesauce. And the Rena goes, my safe word is poodle. Poodle, Harry Hamlet, poodle. And then Garcelle says, Chanel. And then Sutton says, her t- her safe word is, stop, I'll say, I'll say. And I love you, Sutton, because I made that joke earlier, and then you said it, and I was like, we're meant to be. Sutton was saying, Erica talked to me last night, to Rinna. And Sutton says, it surprised me, I'll say, I'll say. It does give me hope for our relationship. You know, I don't know if that door is cracked, I'll say, I'll say, or locked, or what the angle of her door is, you know? And I, my question was, Sutton, why would you still want to be friends with her? But that is the the hard part of being in group friendships is that you kind of almost get this, you lose yourself sometimes. And they're like, well, maybe I still do want to be friends with her just to be friends with everybody else. And Sutton goes, but I think, I think we are going to get through this, me and Erica. And then Erica... um, is talking to Kyle and she goes, you can't wallow in life. Life goes on. I did read today. The trustees want to take the house and sell it. And Kyle goes, oh no. Um, and Kyle goes, what did you, what do you think? And she goes, so I'm out here rebuilding my life, but girl, I have zero dollars. And by the time the trustees are done with him, hell, I'll have nothing. So I walk out of this with nothing. And Kyle says, no one wants to see themselves with nothing. But, I mean, the victims have to be paid their money, plain and simple. That's in a talking head. And Erica Jane says, 
I told my lawyers the other day, I expect to walk out of here with nothing. And my lawyer said, that's one of the most courageous things I ever heard, Erica Jane. And I literally fucking busted a gut. You fucking sanctimonious, greedy son of a bitch. The fact that she goes, I walk out of here with nothing. What did you think? That you'd still walk out with a couple mil? He stole money from orphans and widows. He stole tens of millions of dollars. Where would you ever think? When we have photographic and video proof of you spending so many of those millions. Girl, you got your money. You got your money 80 times over. And I love that lawyers that she's paying go, yeah, you're amazing, Erica. What a what a courageous thing that you do, did, you know? Um, and then Erica Jane goes, every day brings a brand new disaster. I mean, it's just full of fucking bullshit. We cut back to Crystal and Rena, and Crystal says, today is my last day of being 37. And everybody's like, why did no one tell us? And then everybody's like, strippers, strippers. And Crystal's like, it's 10 a.m. It's too early for strippers. And Garcelle says... I do have a question. Have you ever been with a girl? And I will tell you, Garcelle is a fucking shitster. Kind of like Kyle, but even less less good at it. She's like blunt. Garcelle is like a blunt force instrument. Uh, we get the sense that Crystal definitely has hooked up with a woman. They're all laughing. And I was like, oh my God, how are you friends with uh, with Teddy? Crystal. Teddy was, remember when Denise and Brandy hooked up? She was like, oh my God, did they kiss? And they're like, well, they did a little bit more than kissing and Teddy's mouth was agape because no, no other girls ever tried to hook up with Teddy before. But then I was like, wouldn't it be funny if Crystal, the girl that she did hook up with was Teddy and Crystal's like, I'm all in Teddy. And she's like, good. Don't eat that orange and come give me a kiss. We're in a new scene. Kathy finally wakes up after a day and she's like, I need to put my finger out in the weather to see what the weather is like. And she's like, I wasn't feeling good yesterday, so I am psyched to do this today. I hired a celebrity chef. His name is Brian Malarkey, who is supposed to be incredible. So I am crossing my fingers that we are all going to have a great time. It is our last night in Del Mar. And that's a very special time. And uh, they're all in the lobby now. And Dorico's... Who's ready for some drinking? And Rena's like, <laughs> do you even have to ask? And then uh, Kyle goes, Rena, why do we have a big winter coat? Like we're going in the snow. And she didn't know, notice Garcelle right behind her in a huge winter coat. And Kyle says, Garcelle says, look behind you. I have a big coat as well. <laughs> they walk to the boat. Kathy, uh, they pass a pirate ship and everybody's like, oh, Kathy got the pirate ship. <laughs> Sutton is walking with Erica. They're just walking and Sutton's wheeling and um, Sutton asks, Erica, how are you, Asayase? And she goes, it's just been rough, honey. And it's something I can't even fucking predict. So, okay, wow, there's an opening here. And Sutton goes, ah, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'll say, I'll say. And Erica goes, no, it's okay, it's okay. And then the ladies look over at them, they go, oh my God, they're talking. Look at Sutton and Erica talking. And then Erica goes, I'll get through it, but I had to lash out and I apologize. That's an important phrase, I apologize. And Sutton goes, you don't have to apologize, I'll say, I'll say. And Erica goes, but the point is, we can move forward. And this is so bizarre, because this is when I know Erica is fully on drugs. Fully on drugs. And 
Sutton goes, well, you're just too pretty to be mad at me. And Erica goes, shut up. <laughs> and Sutton goes, ha, ha. And EJ goes, ha, <laughs> And Sutton and I talking head says, Erica's giving me a mild apology. I say, I say, I don't, I want to trust it, but I don't trust it. I don't trust it. And Erica says, I still mean all the nice things I say about you, Sutton. It'll just take me a minute. And Sutton goes, that's okay, I say, I say. And then, in a talking head, we get the real Erica Jane. Do I want to work it out with Sutton? No. No, I don't. And then Sutton goes at the scene, We are okay, everybody. She's talking to all the ladies. We, me and Erica, are okay. It's a joyous celebration. And Erica goes, It's not a kumbaya, but it's a stunt. And everybody's like, Yay! And then we go back to the talking head with Erica, and she goes, Listen, I'm not going to ruin everyone else's trip just because I hate Sutton. Erica, you are a despicable human being. Honestly, a despicable human being. I hope you have to pay every dime that you earn from this show out to people. Honestly, I hope you rebuild it from that point, but I hope you get nothing. You are a horrible person. Honestly, a horrible, horrible person. And then Erica makes a joke about wheeling Sutton. She goes, do you want, to be, you want me to push you over, Sutton? <laughs> Kathy introduces herself to the captain. She's like, huh? And, and Troy's like, hi, Kathy, I'm Troy, the captain. And Kathy goes, this is so beautiful. Uh, Sutton can't hop on board the normal way, so they, like, yank her up. She, like, puts her back to the, the ladder, and they yank her up, so she's, like, going the opposite way. It was one of the weirdest looks of getting on a ship I've ever seen, but also hot, you know? Uh, Erica says, I don't want to be a shady bitch, but you got it together. And uh, Erica's just complimented everybody. And this is when I was like, oh my God, Erica Jane's on ecstasy. And Captain goes, we ready to roll? And Erica says, we're ready to roll, Captain. They're all taking selfies immediately. Erica says, uh, he's going to turn towards the light so we can get good selfies. And Rena said, I would move a mountain for the right light. So moving a boat isn't a big deal. I can find my light in a coffin. And I thought that was very brave because Lisa finally admitted she was dead. Lisa finally admitted that her slumber place is a coffin and she can find the best light in there. And I think that's when Lisa Rinna find like, when did you find out Lisa Rinna was a zombie? It'll be like this episode when she admitted she sleeps in a coffin and she can take pictures in there. Um... And uh, we see the ladies pulling up the anchor to the boat. Not the housewives lady, but boat ship ladies, like on Below Deck Med. And Erica goes, those are some badass chicks right there. I love when Erica gets all feminist. I'm like, girl, you begged for money from this fucking husband, and now you're with another older man right now, potentially. Yeah, let's talk about feminism. Let's talk about badass ladies. Get over it. Girl power, Erica. Sorry, I'm being so dark, but it does piss me off. And Kathy goes, I want to hear all the scoop with you guys making up. I was I was in bed all day yesterday around fans. And Sutton says, I'll let Erica tell it. And then Erica goes, my life's in shambles, and I'm angry, and I'm hurt. And it's not kumbaya, but it's an opening. I'm in a good mood, and she was receptive, and so there it is, you know? And that's all you can do. And by the way, that's me trying to have sex. Like, hey, it's not kumbaya, but it, it, we are in a good mood. And she was receptive. So it was there, you know, like Erica, like this, is, I'm telling you, she is on drugs right here. And Kathy says, if it makes you feel better, doesn't it? it do, doesn't it make you feel better, Erica? And Sutton goes, oh, yeah, I'll say, I'll say. And she's tearing up. And Erica goes, yeah. And Kyle says, 
just you just don't know with Erica. One day it's fine, next day it isn't in a talking head. And Erica Jane says, it's not going to be fixed overnight. And it doesn't have to be. And Sutton goes, that's right, I'll say, I'll say. And Garcelle says, amen. And uh, in a talking head, Kyle says, just don't talk, Sutton. Just smile, nod, and sip your drink. Don't ruin this moment. And then Erica Jane goes, I want to have a good time and be an even better time. But it's a very fine, fine line because there's a lot of people looking at me. And if I'm looking like I'm having too much fun, I'm not remorseful. If I look a little too good, I have no shame. By the way, she says this in a full glam on a boat drinking champagne. She ate baby heads of crab legs the night before. So I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. I want to have fun, but if I laugh too much, I get criticized. Then if I hang my head in shame, I can't win. And you might say, oh, well, this makes a lot of sense. Erica, this makes a lot of sense, but it really doesn't. It's just somebody saying, you can't blame me for anything. (laughs) That's what it's saying. It's saying, I will not take responsibility for anything and you can't blame me for anything because at the end of the day, I am the victim. At the end of the day, I am a martyr. Rinna in a talking head says, everyone wants you to say, God, I feel terrible for the poor victims. But I think Erica's lawyer says, you can't say anything because you're connected to it. Once again, Rena, who fucking made you Erica Jane's spokesperson? Do you get paid for this? And also, she's revealed plenty where she still looks horrible. Trust me. Crystal says, I just want to say something uh, on top of what you're saying. And Crystal looks at Sutton. She goes, I feel that we haven't really talked through, um, you know, our stuff from the beginning of the season. And I have to say, I'm really enjoying my time with you, Sutton. And I want everybody to know it. And Sutton is so happy now because he's like, Erica likes me. Crystal likes me. And Crystal says, I want you to know that and for everyone to know that. And it was a really nice moment. And Sutton goes, I'm also fun, everybody, I'll say, I'll say. And Kathy goes, you're a good time, Sutton. And, uh, you know, Kathy goes, scooter and all. (laughs) Crystal hugs Sutton and she goes, I liked laughing with you at the pool today, Sutton. And I don't want to fight with you anymore. And, And Sutton's like, happy birthday, Crystal, I'll say, I'll say. And, you know, Crystal, and then Sutton goes, we had a rocky time early, but now it's smooth sailing because <laughs> they're on a boat. And uh, Crystal goes, that was lame. And Garcelle says, I have a game I would like to play of I uh, have I ever. And Rene goes, I wanted to play this game forever. And Kathy says, I did a background check on everyone, so there's nothing I don't know about everybody. And they all go, ha, Kathy. And then Garcelle goes, Never have I ever stolen anything. And then looks directly at Erica Jane. No one drinks. We go to commercial. They all look at Erica. And everybody says, never. And Rene goes, oh! And then Erica in the talking head goes, say it or don't say it. I don't like that shit. Never have. I have never stolen anything. Really. I have never. But I will say it's another moment of Garcelle being somebody that stirs the pot. I mean, she will get in trouble for it in future seasons. Mark my words. This is how legends are created. Dorit says, I don't know what I would have stolen as a kid. Maybe as a teen, I have stolen some hearts, but you can't go to jail for that. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And I was like, this is when I wrote, dude, Dorit is having a flop season. Like, how boring. Uh, maybe I stole some hearts in high school. And they say, Crystal, you go. And Kyle goes, Crystal has some secrets. 
Um, and Erica says, as I learned lately, no admission is no admission. And Sutton at a talking head goes, no admission, I'll say, I'll say, no admission. Hmm. And uh, Rena goes, did you, you, has anybody ever had anal sex? And Captain Troy is like, like vomited over the bow. And uh, Captain Troy is like, Jesus, I should have had Captain Sandy from Below Deck Med on here. And Erica goes, all day, every day. Like, oh, Jesus, Erica, like you're saying anal sex all day, every day. And Sutton goes, and we find out, Sutton goes, I've had anal, I say, I say. She didn't say that, but she drank, so we know she had anal. And there's just something, I don't know. I don't know if I wanted to know that Sutton had anal, you know. And Garcelle says, Sutton Strack, Sutton Strack. She calls her name out. Brian Malarkey, the chef, comes out right after the anal talk, which is like not the time that you want to like chow down. And Kathy goes, I'm hungry, Brian Malarkey. And Rena goes, This is probably the best food we've ever had. Okay, Rena. Dree says, Never have I ever had sex in an airplane bathroom. Eric and Dree drink. Rena goes, I wish. Kyle and Kathy both have drank, and Kyle had it on a commercial flight. Oh my God, Southwest, what are you doing? And then Kyle Natagane goes, not some romantic private plane. Also, if you have sex on a private plane, is it romantic? I feel like it's still kind of weird. Kathy goes, never have I ever had sex in a doctor's office. And everybody, Kathy drinks and everybody's like, what? Erica drinks because obviously she's seen Tom lately and he's, you know, probably when his cataract exploded, she's like, I fucked that man as his cataract exploded. <laughs> and then my son flipped his car seven times when he saw us. Fuck. Um, but Kathy had sex at a doctor's office and she goes, don't worry. It was with my husband. We weren't worried, Kathy. Rena says, Kathy, you're a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. And Kyle says, I know Kathy is a freak because it's in the genes. And Kathy in a talking head goes, I'm no freak. I'm adventurous. And it's such a great tagline. Kathy should trademark everything that she ever says in her life. Garcelle says, never have I ever strapped on, strapped it on and did another man. And Garcelle goes, oh, I'm sorry, Captain Troy. Oh, and Erica says, I would if it was right and the right partner. And if they paid me a lot of money to get out of my legal situation. And Garcelle says, if you love him, Erica, you'll go there. And Erica goes, we don't need to be in love. I just need him to shut his fucking mouth and we're good. And Garcelle goes, okay. And he goes, my problem is don't shut your fucking mouth and kiss and tell. My problem is shut up. Just shut your fucking mouth. I don't know you. It is so weird. She has this outburst. And I'm like, is this about Army? Like, did Army not shut his mouth? And Sutton goes, uh, I'm just going to change the topic, I'll say, I'll say. And they're talking to that Sutton goes, this is a bit much, Erica. I always understand, Erica, there's an underlying scare thing about her. But honestly, I, I, I would say she has a lot of rage. I would, too, if I lost all that money. <laughs> and they're all saying... Oh, this is beautiful. What a beautiful night. And they all look at the sky. And Kathy goes, it looks like Australia. And then they're all going out. And they're like, who has the balls to go on the net part of the boat? And Kathy, they're all on the net part. And Kathy and Sutton are behind. And Kathy goes, it must have felt good to have that chat with Erica, to have that monkey off your back. And then we go forward to Erica. goes, um, I'll go on the net. Don't be a puss. And then we go back to Kathy. And Sutton goes, I'm just glad I'll say, I'll say she opened up the, and then she starts crying, you guys. And she goes, we have so much in common with our dance background and being Southerners. 
<laughs> it's hard for me. I hate having fights with friends. Like, it's hard for me, you know? And by the way, I, I related to this. Sutton is a strong Southern woman, but also you can tell she was tormented by this. And Sutton goes, I felt like we were really bonding. And there's a flashback to all these bonding moments. To have a friend and then a foe so quickly, I say, I say, but I don't want a friendship where I'm scared of someone. I can't not ask questions. I can't not do that. She's the Kristen Doty of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It wasn't not to hurt anyone, I say, I say. And then we hear Rena at the bow of the ship go, I'm the king of the world! Which I was like, oh my God, Kate Winslet, get on there and push her off that door when they're at the end of the Titanic and Leo falls. I want that to be Rena. Um, and that was into the episode. Next week on the season finale, we see Garcelle dating. We see Crystal have her year of the ox party. We see Garcelle say, I want you to reach out to Denise, Lisa Rinna. And Sutton going, I don't want ill will between us, Erica. And they have a big showdown. So guys, it has been a long season. Oh my God, we're almost at two hours and 15 minutes of this 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 recap. I hope you guys liked it. Sorry, I was a little tipsy at the end. I went out and had a birthday dinner with my dad, but I came back to finish this off for you guys. This means so much to me. You guys mean so much to me. Every week, I think about you guys. I think about this. I feel like we're a team, even though we don't get to all be in the same room, but hopefully someday we can be and we can have parties and do a fun live show but thank you thank you thank you for all of your support i have i hope you have the best weekend ever with your family um and and that's it you guys um if you if you get a chance wish my dad a happy birthday tomorrow or just think it in your head and i will uh i'll talk to you guys on monday thank you so much i say i say betches